Sorry, I had to do that. Well, hang on. I have to. Um, Twitch said that my thing was invalid. They're saying my title is invalid. Try changing it a little bit. Your title is valid. <laughs> oh my God, the title is invalid. It's turd Tuesday is invalid. It can't be a turd? How can it not be a turd? Happy show Tuesday. <laughs> the only and one person that impacts the most is G Canada. Yes. <gasps> oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> turd uh... Tuesday. Bad thing. I don't understand. Happy Tuesday. It changes. Like a vault. Right. Like day. Madame. Not the Right, uh. <laughs> Can Monique and Black Adam <laughs> 2 save the DC Cinematic Universe? <laughs> I can't move like that, thank God. Uh. <laughs> Sorry, you didn't get the intro that you were hoping for. Stop that freaking music, Ron. Look at it. Look how he faded it out. I love that. Um, okay. Sorry. Professional. Twitch was saying that I could, for some reason it wasn't good enough for them. So whatever. Hi, great. Tuesday, December 5th. Um, I am joined by, uh, with Dennis and John and Wait. Bond make in momentarily. Uh, is that a Depeche Mode shirt you have on? Oh no, it's Mopar. What is that? What is going on there? Uh, eat. Wait, I gotta get this out of the way. Eat, sleep, eat, Mopar? Sleep, eat, sleep, Mopar. Would <laughs> you stop on, uh, Bonnie? Bonnie, you bastard, stop it. You know, <laughs> I hate that he has just as much control in this freaking system as I do. It drives me insane. Um, all right, let's talk about today's show. Dennis, any words? Uh, any today's show was words? my title was absolutely perfect because today's show was an absolute and utter turd. Yeah, it was. It was really, really it bad. Was, it was, it was, there were sections that were unlistenable, and then those were the good parts. Um, yeah, <laughs> no matter how many shows he reduces to, he doesn't have the attitude, but let's make them all count, right? You could have 14 shows and he'll still insist on a casual Wednesday and grooving and stuff. If I had that few shows, wouldn't you just make them all count? Wouldn't you yes. just be like, this is, I'm on, I'm on the 18th hole, supposedly of this horrible, actually he's risking the run. He's running the risk of having more bad years than good years. It's coming very close. Absolutely. That's when you know your legacy yeah. is Portland for more. Uh, what, if you listen to what he said about Dr. Agus today, Dr. Agus recommended that he stay on air. Stay on. Why not? How can I not? How can I not stay on Robin? So we'll listen to Do you to believe that. him or is he using the doctor as an out because out. For, he has no other purpose or function without the show? As, good as his last conversation. So if, if somebody yes. else, a little bit more preeminent, comes in and tells him maybe you should, you know, relax a little bit and take it easy, then he would have a low conflict. Well, well wait. No, actually, first, thank you, Ida. Awesome. Um, this 1999. The, no, actually, what it is, he's looking for somebody to affirm his own thoughts. That's all mm. this is. It is yeah. not asking for an opinion. He's just basically reaffirming his decision that he has already made is the right one. 
and he's going to ask yeah. whoever will will go along with it. Yes, and Abrams is so tired yeah. of talking to yeah. him. That's that exactly. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, Agus is sick of him. It's like he's had enough. Um, just okay, Bon. If you're going to come in, you should. You should come in now. You should come in now so that you can listen to now the early clips with us. What are you drinking tonight, Dan? I'm drinking a bourbon iced coffee. So coffee. Nah, nah. Mm -hmm. Right to sleep. So we're gonna add some Cayman Reef dark roasted. Um, coffee Kona coffee liqueur, make mm -hmm. it a little sweet, mm -hmm. and then uh, actually, we're gonna do it with rye because it's a hundred proof, so we're gonna rock and roll. And we put that in there. All cars just sounds like the stuff like the bums would drink. Yeah, what, what is this? this the is Exxon good. Valdez at 2 a.m.? <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I can drink espresso right now and go to sleep the same as I normally do. Really? Mm. Melvin mm -hmm. said, oh, the rumor is that Suttering John never graduated from NYU. We should check with the NYU registrar's office for fun, you know. Who's the we, Kimosa? Who's this we? I'm out of the Stuttering John business, period. You know, it has become such a cesspool of, it's a cacophony of shit. Ooh, a cacophony. In the dabble burst. And the more people that join it, and the more people he pisses off, and the more he tries to sue, and the more he gets irate and belligerent and ridiculous. The more cheapens it and looks like professional wrestling. It's absolutely horrifically pathetic, and I have no interest in being a part of it at all. I mean, there's no part of me. I, I secretly love going into the Reddit and looking at what's going on there, and I do enjoy it, I must confess. And... um. And it makes me happy inside to know that the ultimate doxer is getting, you know, some pushback and some misery because he yeah. is everything he hates in everybody else. He absolutely is. He embodies um, a bad person. He's just a oh, bad absolutely. person. And that's all I can say about him. And, and nothing else. There's nothing else to ever say about John on this show. Okay. So um, let's start. Bonnie, is there a fuzzy noise coming through your mic? I got a fan on. It's too loud. Okay. Never get tired of that. I'll, yeah, I'll set my fan off in a sec. He's a bit of John. Oh. Why don't you go to your setting that says eliminates background noise, that AR one? No, Crazy I'll just turn the fan off. <laughs> And right in the middle of um, intense orange chocolate. Oh, yes. My favorite. Mm. Oh, yeah. I just needed a little bit of it. It was quite delicious. I'm done. So, okay. Let's do the intro. Monique, so, I have to say one last thing about the John thing. I think I would push back on that entire thing. You know it's true because George Santos was his roommate. <laughs> George Santos is John's roommate at uh, NYU. What are you talking about? They both graduated. <laughs> you know, Sanchez. <laughs> yeah, I don't know anything about John graduating from NYU. I, I can't imagine that there's a good reason to lie about that. You know? Yeah, I mean, if you're going to lie NYU. about anything, how about say you went well, to Murray State? He was an intern, though. Like he was, but he was an intern from yeah. NYU. I mean, I think yeah. he just never. Mitch well, no. Fatel, Dennis. Remember Mitch Fatel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was either his roommate or the guy he got into the show. 
he could he could corroborate it all. Mitch, I don't know. Really how about yeah, we don't? Yeah, care? This is the whole. This is the whole. I really don't care anymore. Already spent five minutes on too many on on John. So intro to the show is his Christmas segment, and the weirdest thing about what's going on with the show right now is how I am really keyed in to when he changes his script. I am totally keyed into those moments, right, Dennis? Like you oh, start yeah. to key in to the segues. And I actually, a couple times today, I actually just pointed out, I said, ooh, he's, re he's reading the page. Yeah. New subject coming. So it's a... Uh, it's a it's a weird thing. So here's the way he and and what he'll do is he'll do like a preamble to the setup to the clips that he's going into, and his preamble for going into a Christmas song setup is basically to to use his wife Beth about it. So here we go. Yes, uh, it's uh, it's almost Christmas. I know. My wife started with the Christmas music. I go crazy. You know, there's such a, uh, there's so many, you know, there's so many Christmas songs. Really? That I think Sirius has three different Christmas channels during wow. the holidays. I didn't and my know wife that. My wife will listen to one. She goes, this, is, this isn't the right Christmas music. Then I go, well, there's two other ones. And then I, I mean, it's a, it's a whole thing. It's, it's really not a whole thing because no. this whole thing doesn't exist. It was only a preamble to cut into some shitty Christmas music discussion. Just never right. I was thinking about this too. And it's kind of interesting too. The, this is such a and, horrible and intro. It's kind of weird with Christmas music. There are guys who have had one hit and then and it's a Christmas song, right? No, there are guys oh. who have had like, like I'll give you an example. So then he goes into this whole thing. Oh, horrible. I mean, it was a horrible intro to a bit that made no sense. It was oh, this is somebody who's been in radio for 45 years, and this yes. is how they roll into a bit. Seriously. Yes. This is lazy. Yes. This is laziness incarnate. Yes. Yes. And Robin misread the script. You're exactly right, Mike White. Yeah. <clears throat> she had no idea what she was doing. Oh, so, she misread it a couple times. She screwed she, up. Oh, a few yeah. times she did screw up a few times. And also, every time Robin talks now, there is like dead silence from Howard's side. And then he uh, segues into something else. So it's becoming a little weirdly tense there. Not too dissimilar to Elon Musk versus uh, uh, Dennis yesterday. <laughs> Elon Scalp. Everybody was talking about that. It was <laughs> It's all love here, you guys. It really is. It's just all love. Any, any discussions that, you know, are. Kids can misread the script. <laughs> 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 right, <laughs> taking over Robin's brain cancer, misread the script. Yes, I mean, I'm can. assuming Robin has nothing to do with any of the talking points. So if she says anything, it's supposed to prompt him to think on his feet, if you want to even call it that. He has to speak spontaneously or have like a some semblance of a real conversation because Robin's not necessarily in on the script or should care less about it. And I she think Robin is. Know. I think everybody gets exactly what Ida is saying right here. I think um, everybody gets an outline for what we're going to talk about today. <clears throat> At what point during the um, the show we are going to bring up X, Y, and Howard? A. But Howard gets a script script because he his entire things are written for him because there are times where stuff's misspelled or it's not said right, and he goes and it's he had it yesterday with Brioche. He was reading what because they were typing him his his stuff to say. 
And they probably spelled it out phonetically for him because he's so stupid that he can't understand how to say the word. So it probably said B-R-E-E-O-C-H-E, you know, something like that. And that's why he kind of took a little fit because he has stacks. I mean, there is stacks, but there's an outline, but I think he has a full on script because he's just not smart enough to think on his feet. Plus, there's a lot of details when he does like this is your wiki on music. That is completely written out. You can tell. Oh my reading. god! I remember, for a while there, they were giving him all the lyrics for it too, because he didn't know any of the words, any of the songs that he claims to love so very, very much. I think what Robin gets is, you know, Robin introduced next set, next segment. You know, like yesterday mm -hmm. when she started talking about McDonald's, completely out of left field, so that they could go to John Hine to talk about McDonald's. And I think it's getting a little bit worse as the time goes on. And I think it's going to really manifest itself in the next few years to be like a horrible, horrible show by the time he ends this gig that he's doing. I'm not sure. I, I don't know. I just, it's starting to feel really, really um, non-spontaneous or there's no spontaneity to the show whatsoever. And they're just kind of calling it in worse than ever. Really. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Mike White says it almost sounds like she gets direction from someone giving her bullet points to randomly crowbar in. Yeah. Absolutely. And that could be it too. You know, that could be it. Robin talk about McDonald's and, and she can't really ad lib too well. So nothing that comes out of her pie hole is, you know, extemporaneous. It's just, it's just, you know, she doesn't know what she's talking about. I love today's discussion about Williamsburg too. So oh, we're going to oh get, Oh my God. Yes. I can't wait to get to that. Classic example of Robin then silence. And again, I don't even, I don't even have a setup to this other than it says Robin then silence. Here we go have it forgotten christmas remakes that are forgotten for a good reason nobody gave a shit nobody cared Ugh. you know mariah carey's made a whole career out of writing an original christmas song and you know a few others have managed to have that song played every year like bruce springsteen and stevie wonder and all those kind of people obviously these i hate to say it because there's some people you like in there they're they're not as talented Let's listen. I want you for Christmas. <laughs> Holy Jesus! This is Jeremy what's going Harrison, on. Jeremy Harrison writes it really well here. You know, the brain really is a muscle. If you don't do anything to augment it, but watch TV and have everything done for you all the time, every time, you can't do anything for yourself. Just like Eric the Midget, Howard's lived this for decades now, and your brain will just atrophy and erode. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Because he doesn't really have to use it. He doesn't. And he doesn't. Right. And, and this and is why Robin he gets teachers for everything. This is why he gets teachers for everything because he can't really figure out how to teach himself how to do something. Like Even though there's YouTube videos for every single aspect of life now, especially Dennis's channel. No, but he needs somebody to hold his hand. He does. He needs somebody to hold uh, his hand. Beth's principle, it's meant to be horrible. This is FE. That would give him like do you really think he's capable of doing a good show? That yeah. like he's 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 he conscious of that would be too much effort for him to hold back. I just don't know. He I don't think he has any I think he's lost touch with what a good show I, is. I think he has no he's not connected to good uh, comedy anymore. Well the uh he did what was the last appearance he made? He um his book as far as on TV. Oh yeah, like his, when the last like the TV oh, right. Bill Maher's uh, HBO show. That that is that is he he is incapable of even being entertaining at this point. Like he showed with that with that whole tour, he was nothing but what he was on the radio. He would just kind of 
you know, try to say something outrageous and it really didn't, it fell flat and he just lost. It was bar none, the least entertaining, yeah, promotional tour he's ever been on. And he's getting worse and worse on talk show. That is a good tell of how shitty he's gotten. Could you imagine him trying to deal on a talk show now? Well, what's going to happen is when he does retire, and again, I'm very suspect that it's going to happen in two years. um, If you, if we thought that the horrifically shitty goodbye to AGT thing was bad. It's going to be nonstop his last year, nonstop, you know, talking to people. How's it feel to be retiring? What are you going to do in retirement? He's going to talk about it uh, like uh, until we're sick of him. Oh, I said that two weeks ago. It'll make Kobe Bryant's four year (laughs) retirement tour look like an Irish exit. It'll be way worse. Kobe Bryant retired for four years straight and he held the Laker franchise hostage with this shitty. They did. They literally tanked for four years just so he could score sixty, take sixty shots a game, and he literally only four years he was retiring for. Jesus, it's the and you're like, thing I've ever shut seen. the hell up! It's like it enough already. Enough. Yep. All right, let's move on. Um, we're going to go to a shark segue, and again, I'm just keenly aware of them now, and now it's driving me absolutely insane because this yeah, is once what the you show. hear it, it's you like can't once you see that it. thing, you can't unhear it. Kind of like when he says in a shench and he talks like with his chiclet oh. teeth going around in his head. You can't unhear the segues now. Here we go. First part. This was totally thrown together in somebody's basement. Yeah. They didn't put much uh, energy into it. But, you know, I've said over the years, I hate sharks. <laughs> so they go out of the Christmas music thing and and just right into... I hate. Can we just hear that well, that's, again? That's Larry King, Monique. You ever see? Maybe, maybe Larry King's column. He would throw out non sequiturs like that. Innocuous. Into it. You know, I've said over the years, I hate sharks. No, he just went into like another half hour of like discussion. So it's not like just a, you know, pennies for your thoughts kind of uh, ad lib that comes or, out of his brain. This or, is segueing into another half hour of discussion. But the thing is, the way he does it is so incredibly insane. It's like. You know, you could say, hey, Robin, did you see in the news there was this thing, ba, ba, ba. No, because that's a setup. This is like over the years. You know, I've hated this. You know, I hated sharks. Really? Yeah. Okay. I hate no more sea creature more than sharks. (laughs) That was Larry King's (laughs) call. I hate men, Agent. So he just goes into this (laughs) random incoherent thought process about sharks and yes yes we all know he hates sharks he's talked about this for years we all get it but now we have to like double down on the shark hate and basically he said that after jaws which came out in 1975 which means he was like 20 or 21 years old at this point right six when was he born 53 54 53 20 21 20 21 54 20 21 at this point. So he's going to give up on all these things. So here's what he gave up on after Jaws. So stupid. I don't do anything in the ocean anymore. I know. I don't you do gave it. up the ocean years ago. Years ago. I gave up I gave up going in uh, ponds uh, years ago. <laughs> Just for, yeah, going ponds. In ponds? <laughs> I went up to, after I saw uh, Jaws, I, I went <laughs> with my buddy uh, Lou to uh, Walden Pond. And uh, we both were afraid to go in. We we were like, we know this is ridiculous, but I gave up ponds right after ponds. Jaws. Ponds. That movie fucked me up. I was in the ocean my entire life. I mean, I my sure, parents sure, would bring sure, me sure, to sure, Jones sure. Beach, Point Lookout. My whole day was in the ocean. Never thought about what was crawling around in there. Never thought about it. All right. Look at what the pussy 
<clears throat> says that he stopped like, okay, there's, there's literally like ropes that like <laughs> cordon you off at Walden pond from going no more than maybe like five or six feet to just kind of wade yourself into the pond. And why is he there? Why is he at Walden Pond? Why is he going up to New England? Oh, he's in Boston. I forgot that. Yes, 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 yes. So is that like a real pond? Yes. Thoreau. Okay. Uh, why would you be scared of a pond? And yet I moved to two a $52 million beachfront property and a $25 million beachfront property <laughs> and Squabble Lane. Knowing I this it. since I was 19, but I hate the ocean. Yes, of course. I hate the beach. I hate the ocean. Hate the beach, yeah, but I'm going you. to move to the beach. That's right. That's exactly right. I so I, <laughs> I'm not ready for that yet. Oh God. It I'm can't gonna, be I'm, me doing it. It's gotta be you. It can't be it's me. It's gotta somewhere. be, it's gotta be, uh, yeah, it's gotta be, uh, organic. We can't just do that arbitrarily like that. So then he's talking about sharks, talking about being in the beach. Oh, he's talking about paddle boards and how paddle boards are not manly. And this is why he doesn't go on paddle boards. This is why this right, is the Pels. reason. Son of the beach hates the beach. Yes. <laughs> 44 year old woman was paddleboarding by the way i never paddleboard because you look like such a douche it's so not masculine <laughs> good lord it's cool what yeah well you're it's a woman it's only not cool on. when you don't have that balance you know when yeah. those people are on it and they it seems effortless yes that looks great yes Ron. isn't the paddleboard the thing like you stand on a surfboard with a like a, a, a an oar yes yeah yes. Oh, you don't time. like that we went over <laughs> my friend's house and he lived on um I guess it was an ocean he lived on. He I lived know, on an or, ocean. Or, or, I, I guess it was an ocean. I guess it was. An I guess it was an ocean. You know, could be. So it was very calm. It might be uh -huh. an ocean. Paddle. Huh? I guess it was ocean. an ocean he lived on. I don't know, or 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 the bay. He lived on the bay, so it was very calm. Uh -huh. And he was into paddle boarding, and he asked us if we wanted to try it. And I went, no way, I'm doing that in front of my wife because I'll probably fall off and look like a turd. He did say the word turd. That's really interesting. He never uses the word turd. Dennis. Yeah, I know. Kind of strange, huh? Kind of strange, mm. right? Mm. No, seriously, because he never uses the word turd ever. Mm. Named I wonder if they read something this morning, morning that made it pop turd into their head. And it's Turd Tuesday. Just saying, I'm just saying, it's not a word he uses. It's not part yeah, of his duty, vocabulary. Ever. Duty, it's right? Duty. <laughs> duty. It's duty. And by the way, you know, what kind of man are you that you won't try something new just to kind of do something and, and have like a fun experience? A veal. That's what kind of man <laughs> A veal. Yes. Yes. That's that's exactly right. That's what veals do. They don't, do. <laughs> they don't entertain any kind of activity whatsoever. Mm. And you can almost tell that his hands are probably like smooth like a baby's ass. Yeah. You know, there's no calluses. There's no roughness. There's nothing there. Um, okay. <sighs> so he lets us know that Beth's brothers love Sal and Richard and love the hijinks. And this is the first time he brings up like that, that what Sal and Richard are going to do tomorrow, which is basically tomorrow. 69 each other naked and play music with their balls or something like this i'm not even sing, they're gonna sting into the balls because there's gonna be microphones attached to them yes okay so let's mm. listen about this brothers here we go mm. i told my wife about it i said uh 
her brothers listen to the show and I said, her brothers love you and, um, you know, you and Sal when you do all these oh, stunts. It's, it's so fraternity. It's such a frat boy kind of thing. But this one's so? going to be the most hardcore. These two dudes tomorrow, uh, Sal and Richard, are going to be naked, fully naked, with uh, microphones taped to their balls. Then they're going to 69. And I saw the drug. I want to feel the sun, have barbecues. I want to see my friends, the old and new. We'll turn on the game and share some laughs. And we'll play. Listen to that. No. I don't believe that he knows what a frat boy is like. I don't believe that anybody ever invited him to a frat party, to pledge for a fraternity, to be a part of that entire Greek life thing. He doesn't know anything about frat boys. You know, I mean, gay hijinks like this has nothing to do with frat Frat boy humor. It really doesn't. And that's not the first time he says it today because he's going to bring it up again in a little while. I mean, Um, Gay bathhouse humor, not no frat house. No frat house. I think Doug's. I, I think Doug's fairly aware of it. Right? It's just ask Jerry Sandusky in the Penn State shower, <laughs> which is exactly what happened. He went to. He played for Jerry Sandusky at Penn State. <laughs> Jesus, that's a little frightening. That's why I like Sal and Richard. Yes. <laughs> yes. But scintillating repartee. <laughs> Aquaman. It's so hard to uh, so hard to listen to this homo. Oh, you know what it was? I, I didn't cut too many of the the gay clips because it was really awful. It was. That bad. Why, why wasn't he doing this in October? Why wasn't this happening in October for the fucking cocktail? This is like. Yeah. If you didn't do that, why don't you just say it's Cocktober? It's always Cocktober, Bon. That's his, his Except primary thing on his mind all the time. Except in Cocktober. There was no cock, cock, cock stuff in Cocktober. November and December, absolutely. If he has a passion in life, it's this. <laughs> yes, he it must, is. He's going to bring up frats again, which I find interesting. But, you know, the, I guess that's what he's selling himself to believe this. So he starts to talk about Dr. Agus. Dr. Agus, whose book was pulled from the shelves in March because they found over 120 examples of direct pulls from other people's quotes without any notations giving credit to said information in the book. So he basically plagiarized a book. He stole from other people. He blamed his ghostwriter, even though his head and name and body are on the front cover of the book. They pulled mm-hmm. it off the shelves and I guess he had to take out everything that was either somebody else's or notate that it was attributable to somebody else or rewrite it so that it made sense coming out of his mouth. If so you he, wrote a book, would you not have every goddamn syllable vetted on your own reading it? Oh, you ever, even if even if you didn't necessarily do all that, you had a Judith Regan working on it. Wouldn't you would at least read it? Would you ever let that go to print where you didn't vet every goddamn syllable? Apparently, it took the woman who did this. She went through every single one of his books. It took her fifteen minutes to go through every single book. So this is how advanced AI is now. You can basically yeah. run a book through, you know, feed it to a program. It's just, it's literally just a large word document. So it's not that uh, hard to do. And it will come up with every single instance of another book that has been scanned. In. You know, once again, we, we've discussed this book before when Dr. Uh, Plagiarist was on, 
and um, you know, plagiarist. Uh, so, plagiarist. you know, the funny <laughs> thing is, though, this guy is a failed oncologist that killed Steve Jobs. And now he knows veterinary stuff because that's what this book is basically based on is like veterinary facts, which he should have almost no knowledge of. I mean, seriously, knowledge about. Well, apparently what he's trying to do is correlate the animal world with how we live and correlate that, you know, it doesn't work that way, though, that, you know, pigeons only mate once in their life. You know, it's like stupid shit like that, that. I can't imagine anybody cares about, honestly. No, it's, it's and silly. I don't care about it from Dr. Agus as much as I didn't care about having fucking dog information told to me by somebody with an overweight, over, um, overbred bulldog as their only, you know, point of knowledge and point of reference for for what she's doing. You know, it's so classic. I have to tell you this. It's so stupid. I'm sorry. I'm going to break into a stupid tirade. But I was doing children's clothes. You know, I did children's clothes my entire life. And I used to have to go to these stupid shows. There was a grouping of stores down in the South called Belk stores. And Belk stores were all individually owned, all of them. So there would be like 75 or 100 buyers would come to this thing where you had a little booth and you had to do a show and tell. And I don't even know where I'm going with the story. Damn you. You were a Belk and it's. What were they talking about before? You were going to say every time the Belk store opened, a Chipotle store opened next to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I think Chipotle's beat Starbucks now, Monique, for the most. Uh, Ugh, yeah. Wait. Hey, oh, I really wanted to tell this story. God damn it. It's really going to drive me crazy now. You were, you were doing children's clothing. You had to go to Belk stores and you had to show your stuff to each person. And I what were we talking about? about Dr. Plagiarist. It was, it was about Simpsons Dr. Plagiarist and. Uh, <laughs> Somebody stole the design, right? It's probably plagiarism, right? That somebody somebody stole the design. Somebody has a dog and they think they know everything. Mm, Yeah, I got nothing. Sorry. I sorry. I was really (laughs) You're almost there. I was just about to go. You had me at Belk. You had me at Belk stores. (laughs) My belt's closed, so oh well. Yeah, I don't know how the fuck you knew that ring was a full gaze. <laughs> Lefty was <area. laughs> <laughs> That was great, Bond coming out. Johnny, with the Depp is, uh, Johnny Depp is Al Pacino's age now in Donnie Brasco. So when he played Lefty, when Al Pacino played Lefty, Depp was his age now. That's wow. how time's gone by. Yeah. Wow. Older, a year old, actually a year or two older. <laughs> Were you about to talk about how Howard gives human attributes to dogs? No, it was something about these stupid buyers at these little shitty stores and how they used to purchase things and they used to think they, they were know-it-alls, but they weren't. Okay, I got nothing. I got nothing. Sorry. That was it? I got nothing. No, I, oh, I don't okay. know story, where I'm going with it. And I'm, yeah, cool story, bro. Yeah. Cool story, bro. Yeah. It like has one. gotten so good. Finally. What was it? Is that Andy Cohen? Who is that? Brent Hadley. Oh, okay. Play it again. Yeah, I didn't know Brent. Wow. Andy Cohen, didn't it? It has gotten so good. Finally. That's Brent? That does not sound like Brent, but okay. Was that on this show? Uh, yeah, yeah. He'd probably been hung over. It was a process. That's Brent. Yes. That's yeah, Brent. That's, yes, yes. Same interview. Wow, that's weird. Yes. We haven't yes, heard from Rick. him. That's we don't Rick. know what's going Rick. on. Yes. 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 Come on, that's did. such an avant-garde sound drop by you. Yeah, really weird. It's kind of really yeah, I've been, I've been digging in. 
What ever happened to Brent? Has anybody heard from him? That's what no. there's been a lot of talk and we don't know. We have no idea. No, I, I don't want to venture. I don't want to venture over to Pinellas Park because it's kind of scary over there. Why don't you just take a drive over and see what's going on there? Uh, just swing by. So Howard, yes. <laughs> so Howard's talking about Dr. Agus and he's talking about cancer. So he's going back to that story about when he, I don't know. Let me play it. First off, he's stupid, and then Let's he's play it an because idiot. it makes no sense. And it makes no sense. Makes no sense. Because you know what? I got to stop you for a second. Yeah. I didn't know there yeah. was such a thing as penile cancer. Yeah, I, I, I thought the penis was immune from cancer for some reason. I had really? always thought, oh, yeah, yes, because I I can't imagine my yeah. penis getting cancer. I Which oh. then of course, my penis, my penis, my penis. Wow. Which then, of course, segues into the I was going to get chemo conversation. Now, play the clip because him saying it. Oh, wow. So he's 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 uh, he's making this whole story bigger and bigger with that cancer thing. Now, he's a little scare. Now he's saying he's actually going to go to saying it could have been chemotherapy when all it was was an appointment. And they did a little uh, a test or whatever, and then they said, "No, there's there's no problem." So now he's, he was playing on his now, hypochondria. Now yes. we're going blown uh, catering and getting chemotherapy for oh, yeah, our yeah, yeah. You had the clip? It's poisoning. Okay, yeah. how much fish could you humanly be eating? Okay. And most of it's just tuna. I mean, what else are you eating? You only eat sushi, you idiot. So um, here we go. Let's let's yeah. listen. Let's listen. We'll come back. Speaking of doctors, thank you, Dr. Andrew. Speaking of doctors, our favorite doctor, the best doctor, is Dr. Agus. I love this guy. I told him there's nothing I wouldn't do for him. He saved my life. Saved my life. I love love to test that theory. Your hero. And Dr. Agus figured out, he goes, uh, your white blood cell count is all fucked up because you're eating fish. Go go get your mercury checked. Oh, God. Is he okay? Let me continue. Let me continue. There's nothing he wouldn't the do for him. Was when I had this uh, terrible thing going on, and they sent me over to Sloan Kettering, and I thought that was it. I figured I'm going, and uh, then it turned out all I had to do was cut back on how much fish I ate. I was my my mercury was at 33, but anyway. Okay. <clears throat> wow. Your body naturally gets rid of mercury and other toxic substances through feces, eating more fiber. This is when he started eating those stupid Metamucil crackers. Right, right, right. Eating more fiber helps to move things more regularly through your gastrointestinal tract, resulting in more bowel <laughs> movements. Okay, that's it. That's it. So you know this hypochondriac had Agus send him over to Sloan Kettering. You know, yes. you know that he insisted he insisted, you know, if, if Robin got this much, you know, credit out of having actual cancer, well, then, damn it, I'm going to have it, too. And wasn't this conveniently enough around the time that stupid book came out? No, it's exactly when yes. it came out. Yeah. Exactly when it came out. The Robin Williams lie along with it. Yeah, yes. I mean, the, the thing is, he, you know, him him running with this, first of all, with the fake the fake cancer thing and then the fake mercury thing. The mercury thing is the most insane thing. I mean, it's even more insane than the fake cancer thing because, you know, countries like Japan, where most of their diet is fish, they don't have mercury problems. I, I, I don't read mass deaths from mercury. How much fish 
could you be eating in order to get a high mercury count? So what is a, let's see. What is I can't even a, figure that because I mean, countries that rely just on fish don't have that problem. Right. So you have a 33 blood mercury a hundred have been reported to be associated with clear signs of mercury poisoning. Okay. Above 100. 100. Use that 33. Yes. Yes. So now he doesn't eat fish anymore because you know what? Fuck it. I'm, I'm not going to get sick. I don't want to get cancer again. And so I'm not, I'm not going to have fish. That's it. That's where he's at. He's so stupid. He's just a stupid man. You remember he's when he, he, remember so he got a little Yajita? Remember that Seinfeld episode when George got caught with the involuntary arm movement in front of Lloyd Braun when he elbowed Gary, <laughs> and then he had to run with the lie for the next things and then go yeah, to the hospital yeah. for it? This is Howard in cancer right now. He's got to take this lie to the nth degree, go to the hospital for it, have it verified. Oh, look at this. Axe from Demolition got iodine poisoning from eating too much shellfish when he was wrestling in Japan. See, yeah. here's my theory. My theory is that, yes, the Japanese do eat a lot of fish, but I think their systems are used to being able to eat it yes. and process it out, as opposed yes, to us Americans who probably don't have that intake of fish in our diets. Therefore, we're probably a little bit more susceptible to getting poisoned from it. So that makes I get that. I get that that makes mm. sense. Yes, in David. He got it from uh, Red Lobster in Copeg, Long Island. Uh, all you can eat. We're going to talk about red lobster momentarily. <laughs> yes. Well, Robin just has this really quick thing to say about uh, Dr. Agus and animals. You know what else none of these animals have? The ability to speak, which is what fucks up humans. Thank wow. you, Rob. That's Thank why you. I love the girl. See, that's the best thing about this show. That, that's Robin brilliant. And mental patient, can, yeah. It can happen any time she can come out with this crazy shit, and it's great. I mean, that is that is literally up there with the most insane, one of the insane things she has said. Oh, I've got some good ones. Hold on a sec. Let me. Uh, I've got something. Well, no, here. Come on, the Pearl Harbor one's still the best. When the U.S. Let's, take, Pearl let's Harbor. take that audio. Let's see if we can disguise their voices with some kind of AI, and let's submit that audio to a podcast company and tell them what they think of it. <laughs> <laughs> without their names on it, without Howard and Robin's name on it. Let's submit it to the podcast. Um, a hero. This, is my, this is my offer. Um, the, people in the, the people in the airplane that uh, went into the Pentagon should have um, uh, done more because she would have. Yeah. Like, uh, YOLO. YOLO means I honor you. I honor you. <laughs> this is my favorite. You ready for my favorite? Just the, heard something the, the, that I'm going to do with my ashes. Put them on a spaceship. <laughs> That's cool. I love her. <laughs> okay, so let's move on. Um, this is where Dr. Agus tells him not to quit. Okay, so he can't quit. You need to keep working to keep your Yes, Sully wasn't a hero, exactly what I was saying. Um give me a second. I'll be perfectly happy just painting and stuff. I'm not gonna be bored. But you don't have time. No, you don't understand. Work challenges you, and that's what you need. You, it's almost like you're tricking your body and brain into thinking you're younger. By and I, I'm like, oh, fuck, what am I going to do? I can't quit. This is crazy. He's telling me not to quit, and I got to listen to the guy. He, he studied the animals. He knows what he's doing. So. <laughs> the animals knows what he's doing, so therefore he's I cannot quit. Study the animals. <laughs> 
David says that balloons will be as valuable as gold when the water supply turns a king green color. Perspective Robin Quizzes Curtis quote. Yeah, she's Christ. The wow. ramble wow. like wood vomit. Oh, when was that one? I'd love a oh clip of that. David, David, do you know the exact date of that clip? Perspective, Bon. Perspective. perspective. Oh. Not something that she says, silly billies. No, yeah, but she... I, but she said she say things will believe anything at this point. Hey, Ron, is no, that he your last name? I grew up with a Robert Trotta, and I loved him to death. He was like one of my favorite oh, people. Oh, boy. Oh, oh! What did he say? I wasn't even paying attention to what he actually said. Remember when Robin said she and Henry Kissinger were best friends, and he wanted to get to second base? <laughs> wow! Easy pull up of that picture, oh. bastard! <laughs> you suck. I so oh, Molly, can I see those fun bags? Oh look, look, uh, we just. <laughs> You know, I've seen movie stars. Uh, <laughs> you know, so we were just talking. We we're just talking about Brent. I have an update. Yes, um, there we go. St. John. There we go. <laughs> yeah, this way to the Caitlin, Caitlin Hatley gangbang. Again, I feel like people have like lost sight of them. Like they've just fallen into the ether somehow, right? I mean, they're just not really anybody's paying attention to anymore, huh? Is it true? No, this is. There's Don't tell Yoda Quiver Stern that. Very unwell. <laughs> Check her history for the last three years. She begs to differ. <laughs> I wonder if Mo gave him an old fashioned. <laughs> As I explained mm -hmm. yesterday, he was already a drooling old man. This is like not something of, of any note. It's like, I don't care about the money and the power thing. It's just like, if you're drooling, that's really not something. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, do, do you guys feel it? That, I mean, all four, of you, all four of us, and everybody in the chat. Do you guys feel it? Do you feel yourself getting stupider? Do you feel your brain slowing down? Do you feel? I am. I really am. I'm. I'm. I'm I could feel my synapses firing slower, and I can't enunciate, and I can't grab anything. Do you feel yourselves getting stupider, on by what you're playing right here? This Pinky, sweetheart. How do you think we feel listening to the show at seven o'clock in the morning? I mean, yeah. I it is oozing out of us first thing in the morning. It's like I, I literally, yeah. I literally at at like when it's off, I'm immediately starting to read like Italian text, so my brain starts working again. I'm I'm not joking. I yeah. actually start reading Italian books or Italian websites because my brain needs to start working. Well, and, I will tell you. Thank God you start first thing in the morning because usually what I'll do is I'll walk the dog, I'll I'll make myself an iced coffee, and then I'll sit down. And I'll see what you've tagged me into. And then I usually go see what Bring Back Jackie has written on uh, Twitter just to see where his head is at because you guys have totally different perspectives on the show, which I love because it makes for good listening at that point. Um, and then I'll start listening to it when I have the ability to fast forward. Because if he's going into like a Sal Richard thing, fast forward, fast forward, fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. Unless you say to me, Mo, you have to listen to this. And then I'll go back and listen. That's it. Because it's too much. It's too much. Yes, Jamie, I know Kissinger from the dog park. He lived down the block from me. I lived on 52nd Street, and his home is on 52nd Street. And he had a black lab, and I had my two yellows, Somerset and Skylar. And 
and we would go to the park every morning and yeah, he would come I'm to the spot. I'm not too fond and, of the yellows. Yeah, and he would actually come around the whole other way into the park because he couldn't go down the stairs because they were too steep for him. So he would come around where he could walk in and then he would walk back out the same way. I'm Even at though- limelight, but I'm not at limelight. <laughs> God, I hate you so much. John, you make a great point because, I mean, on top of all of that, John, I'll ask you this. What the hell is Benji doing? Is Benji writing this? Because this isn't anything comical. This isn't, this is, what is, is Benji writing drama now? I was going to say drama. our first tell that how scripted the show is when Benji was writing him basic dialogue. And what was it? You are hot, right? It was like, you are hot. I need you to take your pants off. I need you to. That wasn't. That's not something he can think of on his own. So Benji's writing him not jokes, but just basic uh, dialogue to communicate with another human being. That's Benji, how you know it's good. if that's scripted, everything's scripted. This but is how coming is from Benji. That's something that you would pay for. Like, how is that 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 how is that job a paid position for somebody? You, you know. This this is like one of the, this is one of those mysteries in life that we'll just never know why Benji is paid by this show and paid well by this show. Well, but, we I could mean, find this out if we could talk to someone again. Like Brent could have told us this. Brent, I think Brent would would have known. I'd like to know, like, if we can, who else can we get? Who's been? I remember on, um, Jason and Will going after Benji on one of the news reports and. I, he's ridiculously unfunny. I don't know why they keep him around. Um, he could be replaced by a thousand people here. It's so, you know, if we're not dealing with his sister, I don't know. But he, it's he doesn't, you know, Benji is. Uh, I haven't lasted everything Howard said in about twenty years, and Benji, not that it's, it's what he vets. He's just such a rarity. He's just uh, nobody knows what he does. Nobody. I mean, he's not head writer. You know, he's not in studio. He's just, what does he do? Nobody knows. You know, we're going to get to an interesting clip in a little while where people are asking, well, if Will Murray is like the head writer, what does Fred do? Which I thought was kind of an interesting thing. Um, So let's go to Beth doesn't get the gay hijinks. But again, she goes back to that frat boy. He goes back to that frat boy thing. Like has this puzzled look on her face. Like, why is that good radio? Richard and Sal practically blowing each other. Uh, And I go, I said, you know what it's like, honey? Whenever- Listen to this. Okay, this makes no sense whatsoever. I, I'm just still uh, uh, floored by him having these comments. Right, tell her about these disgusting things that Sal's doing. I said, it, it's like you're not a guy. It's like... You don't know. It's a funny kind of like fraternity prank It's that's gone awry. That's why guys like think it's... Fo- like we laugh when we see this These shit. are the challenges, guys. No. Yeah. No. No. What? Sitting here what? with three men right now... You tell me if this is something you guys think is funny. That's no. Prince Abe Brizzo, Frank the Tank, AJA, no. Mike White, Benjamin. Tell me you think this is funny. Tell me you think no. this happening tomorrow is funny. Guys playing with other guys' junk is not funny. There's nothing funny about it. No, absolutely Who is your no. Ear telling you that they think this is great radio, yeah. continue doing this. It's you're doing the Lord's work. Who's telling him this? Who? Who? Him himself, a uh, Ralph. <laughs> Hi, Melvin. How are you? Here's your. So, here you go. Here you go, Melvin. Kill yourself. There you go. So you know the funny thing is though that Beefus always walks around looking puzzled. So I mean, how can how can he tell? I mean, she she she's up there now with probably one of the dumbest blondes I think that's uh, on the planet. She really is. She's she's not she's not a smart girl. I mean, she's smart mm. enough that she married a you know almost billionaire and. 
you know, she'll, as long as she doesn't divorce him, she'll be resting easy for the rest of her days. So whatever she wins. Okay. Now I know I'm going to, I'm going to eat crow right now. You're going to eat crow. And I'm going to say that you guys now I'm going to qualify this though. So you guys are constantly talking about these little hidden commercials for like iPhone and Amazon and Apple and all this stuff. And I'm like, no friggin' way does Amazon need a commercial? You know, they're a multi-bazillion dollar company, blah, 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 blah. However, I will qualify my eating of crow with saying it has to be a tie-in to Amazon Prime because it's the only thing that makes sense. Not Amazon, the, you know, started out as a, as a book company and now I buy all my pens from them. It has to be for Amazon Prime. So that's and where the it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It, it, Amazon is Amazon. Amazon Prime ties to no, Amazon and that video it's, Amazon. It's just Amazon. It's the media portion of it, not the this is where I buy my books portion of it. <clears throat> is what I'm trying to say because oh, well. this is absolutely one thousand percent a commercial. Oh, absolutely. Wait, reads it not as a commercial though, and there's no commentary that it is a commercial. But let's just go with it as something he wants to talk about, which is very weird to me. And, of course, you know, since it's my old dog, here we go. So what was I going to tell you? A couple of real quick things, and then I'm going to bring the guys in because uh, we're going to clean out some of the computer. It's always fun. They got a bunch okay. of good stuff. Um, <laughs> one of my favorite shows on Amazon Prime, a Reacher. Reacher. Starring like Jack that? Reacher. I love God. it. The Amazon already announced they're coming back with season two and season three. That I love about Amazon. They're like committing. I'm, I know a lot of people who like that show. I cannot get into Reacher. Wow. Dude, dude who plays Jack Reacher. Do you know he was on American Idol? Like, why would you know any of this information? You have never mentioned, because it is my dog's name, I would know if you ever mentioned his name before. Right. You have never mentioned Reacher ever, 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 ever. I know you have to do pee pee. The fun, the funny <laughs> thing, the funniest part about that is Blobbin is not cluing in, <laughs> and, not is, cluing. and is shitting all over this show. Yes. I mean, literally. I mean, or is, she, or is she supposed to shit all over it so it doesn't look like it's an actual commercial? Like, I'm, no, but no, she's being maybe. pretty harsh on it. I mean, we'll have geez. a little point counterpoint. I'm not sure. I'm not uh, sure. She's not smart enough for that. No. No, he he would never come out with this arbitrarily. He just wouldn't. Oh, no, no. Deal with this sort of like idiot uh, TV with SWAT and Equalizer and John Wick and Reed, kind of all the same like idiot. Right? No. John, you exactly, John, exactly. John, whatever you just said, I'm sure was wonderful, but we did not hear you. It was yeah, not. Say uh, it again, John. Hit us again. I'll put you full screen. Look at that face. Say it again, John. We, we did I really cut out in that whole thing? Yeah. Yes, did I really cut out in that whole? I said, what is with him and this Ronnie the limo driver genre, shitty action, mm. John Wick, the equalizer, SWAT. Reacher, what is going on with the genre now that he's trying to push that we don't think he even watches? Over testosterone stuff that you just don't know oh, he no, doesn't no. watch at all. Oh, he watches it. You know why? Because there's guys in it. That's why. Seriously. That's the <laughs> well, what are reason. some of his favorite movies? I can't even think of them. I've never heard him really talk about well, movies. You go Does from Kissing Booth to SWAT. 
because there's kissing booth is his movies. I don't think he watches his stuff. I don't think a gay man watches his stuff. I don't know, man. It's just. He really uh, does not John talk Wick. about movies much. He doesn't. Don't he's really, really into talking about things he doesn't know about football now. He he has yeah. to do like a good half That's hour speaking on football, bringing all the guys to talk about what's going on in sports today and comes out with names that he doesn't even know what he's talking about. I mean, it's just kind of crazy. Uh, we used to always call Reacher Reach Around. Yes, that's his name. Uh, Right, Andrew Jenkins, Legally Blonde. The same guy who watches Kissing Booth and Legally Blonde is not watching SWAT, John Wick, and Reacher. I, I'll never buy that for a second. I don't have enough time in the day. Yeah, he's Wick watching all Reacher. Time to watch, you know, episodes of Reacher and all these different stupid movies. I don't believe him for a second. I do believe that he watches Kissing Booth. Like, I do That's believe Oh, that. yeah. That I believe. Yeah, that I believe. That's the right, speed, man. That I is just, truly I his speed. I know you have to do pee-pee. I know that you just have to do pee-pee, sir. Do you, you? Do, do you yes. think he cut a deal with Sirius yes. in the very beginning that he gets yes. dibs? Yes. Oh, oh, no, no. That on all the John. advertising. Like the, John, the top no, advertising. No. His, his original contract, all, the three-hour or four-hour slot is his. So right. whatever he does, he gets paid. Right. It, it, that, that's the end of it. it it's but, his money. But like and the guests, the other guests on the other shows at Sirius, he gets dibs at the advertising. First pick, first, baby. Yeah. First pick, he gets to... He gets to Cherry pick because okay. they're idiots. All right, I'm going to move on because we need to get to Red Lobster, as John was mentioning earlier. And um, apparently, there was an article in the news, I'm not even sure what day it was, I think it was like two or three days ago, about a how Red ago. Lobster is um, posting like uh, massive losses because they did this all you can eat shrimp fest. And people came in and basically gorged themselves like the pigs that human beings are and then would go to the bathroom and vomit it up and then go back and eat oh some more just so that they can say that they got their fill. Now, there is a big difference between those people who gorge themselves and are disgusting animals and Howard's thoughts on things where if you go to a buffet like his father, you should take one plate, one fill plate. it up, and that's all you get. And it's like... And Robin even said to him, why the hell would your parents go to a buffet if they're only going to get like one plate of food? Aren't you better right. off going to a restaurant where you order okay. your food and eat it? So, yeah, Monique. So the whole thing with Red Lobster is I don't think it's people gorging themselves that are causing them to lose money with this. They got caught many years ago. They used to have all you can eat crab. They got destroyed. They lost like $20 million in yes. that. In, in that quarter because they mispriced the crab right. <clears throat> for the servings they were giving out. They did the same thing with shrimp. The sh all you could eat shrimp was $20. Think about that for a second. A pound of shrimp is like 12 bucks now when you go to the store. I mean, there's, there's no way you're making money if somebody sits there and eats a pound and a half of shrimp, which is not very hard. It, it really is one's no, mind for them to be able to do something like that. And stupid on their thought, you know, they were trying to get new customers or something. That was like the premise behind doing this. Oh, how and cute too! Howard and Robin know what Golden Corral and Red Lobster are, slumming it with the civilians, referencing their little. Yeah, well, Robin did no idea Golden Corral was a buffet, but to be fair, I, I didn't know that either, and I, I've never what? been to a Golden Corral in my life. Remember, don't, you remember we, don't you remember we tweeted Tim Sabian about Golden Corral? I told him I'd take him to Golden, Golden Corral for lunch because he's one of those like you know. Like, Sorry, I don't. I didn't know that it was buffet. But, but you know what? I, I never go to. 
But Isaiah Thomas goes to Red Lobster. I know that. <laughs> it was a Jim Rome interview. He'd say, where are you going now? Oh, I'm going to Red Lobster. I go Red Lobster. are my weakness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not very big into chain food stores. So what I, about Sizzler? You never went to Sizzler? Oh, Sizzler. I miss Sizzler. Although I do, like, I do like Longhorns, I must confess. Once I that found out that Longhorns gets their steak, they own um, several like of the big um, steak restaurants. Mm-hmm. They own um, what is it called? They have like that coffee glaze like um, strip. That's what they're famous for. Chart House, not Chart yeah. House. Mm-hmm. Charter House? No, it's a famous steak place. Oh, you know that. Uh- uh, Cheddar's is owned by the same group as Longhorn. Actually, their steaks are very good too, but cheaper. Yeah, but Longhorn's is really delicious. the the um, The ribeye there is is phenomenal. Oh, yeah. I'll take that any day over you know just any kind of basic steak place. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about Red Lobster and what's going on there. Uh, Sudan refugee camp for the Eritreans. They were like, "We want to name the school after you." I said, "No, no, 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 no." no. Oh, they were talking about the yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that can only come back to haunt. Lot, red Lobster is losing money. See, it's just this is this is this Why is how the, radar? this is how the segues go because he wanted to talk about his parents and Chinese restaurants and how disgusting human beings are because they're all too fat. Um, yeah, absolutely, Abrazo. The strip is delicious, but the ribeye, oh my god, just the right amount of the fat. Ribeye is, ribeye is one of the greatest pieces of meat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Give me two. Gary <laughs> Busey in, in Point Break. <laughs> you scare me with your ability to know yeah. what these are. It really is. This is one thing you got to know about them. <laughs> Two meatball sandwiches. Here we go. Uh, from the all. Oh fuck off, Ron Trotta! What is wrong with you? She knows less about steakhouses than fashion. Throw clear. Yeah. Okay. Uh-oh. I'm stupid. <laughs> oh. Go fuck yourself. Uh-oh. <laughs> Wow, when was that from, Bon? I'm not even going to get into it. Don't know. Oh, long time ago. Oh, whenever. Could be whenever. I'm sorry. I'm trying to play the clip. Nib cuz. Doesn't Bon Jovi eat it out back every night? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it's really big in Australia. <laughs> oh my God! Brilliant. Very nice. Absolutely. WNBC brilliant. What were, were uh, we? Pulled? Of course, it must have been about something that Bond did. I'm sure that's pretty much what it was. That's why. Yeah. We no, we had we had Sizzler here, and I love the bacon bits. Remember the little bacon chunks? Yeah. Oh man. They had a big thing of them in Sizzler in the. Where you'd put all of, yeah, you know what I'm, you know. <laughs> bon Jovi will bring it in on the podcast tonight. Excellent. I Excellent. know, I am. I really am. <clears throat> okay, so, let's go to Red Lobster. Let's go to Red Lobster. Let's go to Red Lobster. Can we get the freaking clip to start? Right, here we get the clip to start. <laughs> yeah, for the Eritreans. They were like, we want to name the school after you. I said, no, 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 no. Oh. <laughs> and that can only come back to haunt. Red Lobster is losing money uh, from the all-you-can-eat shrimp. Well, first of all, there's got to be, I mean, it is so, these 
My father, God rest his soul, used to always say, he went to the Chinese buffet with my mother. And he said, you, you should see what's doing there. These people like animals. The <laughs> up three, four plates of food. Yes, we go to the Chinese buffet. Uh, and and, and they, they come up there, they, they eat, and then they have another plate. We have one plate. We have one plate. <laughs> oh. oh, Benji's writing this. Or John? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's definitely yeah. involved in this reportage. Yeah. Yeah. Why would he be involved with that? This is a because he has no other. He's admitted. I can't tell you how many times I'm the one writing in Howard's voice. Howard's voice is an unfunny dullard, and that's what he's writing. I haven't laughed at what he said in 20 years. This is what he writes. Oh, if you're writing in Howard's voice, you're dealing with what Howard is, and it's. Make him happy and write about the bullshit. He cares about nothing but himself. Melvin Bond, want, uh, Melvin wants you to uh, know that he was <laughs> that Burger King Happy's had gravy-filled tater tots. Oh, good lord, that must be delicious! I can't even How do you do that? Oh my god! We copied. All right, here's some facts. We copied Burger King, and we called it in Australia. Burger King is called Hungry Jacks, oh, and you had the Whopper and everything. But it's not so a Wapa. What's it called down there? Happies. What's a happy? Isn't Burger isn't Burger isn't Burger King the Wapa? Yeah, yeah the big I'm reading the screen. Saying they, that they, happies. They I have absolutely no idea what that means. Oh, happies. Okay. There's no happies here. I don't know. There's no happy this there. Is, this is what happens when we let the chat run the show. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I saw your name. I thought you wanted it on the screen. And uh, you I'm, know. I'm glad you put it up. I, I don't know what that but it's, it's let's, keep let's keep oh rocking. Happy what, what a bloody monster. <laughs> when did I do that? So then <laughs> nothing, we... nothing, nothing. Anorexics love more than talking about other people eating at buffets, even if it's yes, his parents. Yes, he of course, because it's nothing they would yes. ever do. That's it's really getting... the underlying behind what all. you were saying, John. Though I, I would love to see the script that Benji emails Howard for this. Does anybody have says, a picture of that, says, Monique, of Benji writing that on that screen with that shitty "Take off your top, you look so hot" and blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. I can't look for it oh, now, though. So okay. if one of you can look for it, I want to see the script. actual script, John. Like he says in your mum's voice. La 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 line 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 in your oh, dad's yeah, yeah. voice. Line, we could, line, if we look line, hard line. enough, we could probably. What I could do is I don't know. I'm not gonna it's, go through old Howard TVs, certainly from the later years when it got really bad, like say 2013, and then try to find where they'll pause it, and you can see the script, and we can zoom on it. I distinctly remember doing that. I think we did it on an we old show. It. We definitely did it at least we once. It. But it's got to be those later years, like 12 after Artie left. That's especially when it gets bad. Okay, so yeah, we're gonna go on and talk about Dinosaur Junior. And oh my goodness! I think collectively we all talk about wow. because there is no way that Howard knows who they are, that Robin knows who they are, that pretty much anybody. Isn't that like 1997, I mean, 90s, like people who like that kind of jammy music, even know. They had literally one hit. One hit. One oh, hit. But but yeah, if you, Jay Mascus is a, Jay a great guitarist. Brilliant. I agree. I with understand you. that, but they had one hit. There's a Jay Mascus song oh, that he that did by matter. himself without Dinosaur Jr. Matter. that I absolutely love. 
and it's called. Ron knows as much about music as Dennis does Crushed Tomatoes, Monique. It's amazing how much he knows about rock. <laughs> yeah, it is true. It's crazy. He knows everything. He's insane. He's an amazing guitarist. for bands in 1996. But uh, I love Howard to come out with this shit. Like we were talking the other day, John, like hum, and then it's, it's yeah. Dinosaur One Junior. One hit wonders. You, just, the, yeah. you, you <laughs> do so not cute. hear the names anymore. It, it is. It does sort of knock you over. I, I'm fascinated. But like is someone writing this for him or is somebody going through his metal, metal well, here's the mania so Will Murray, playlist? Will Murray oh, got God. an opportunity to jam on stage with Dinosaur Junior. In oh. Williamsburg. <laughs> in the second. Is this a bit? Will Murray, Monique? Will, Will, Will Murray. Murray. Uh, Steve Nowicki. Steve, 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 Brandano, Steve Brandano is from Williamsburg. lives in Williamsburg. Yeah, he oh, was like at a bar or something. Wait, wait, wait. Steve Nowicki plays fun. guitar. Okay, okay. So that would make Nowicki. sense. Nowicki. Yeah. With Van Halen guitar, of course, because that's what he does. He buys the components to Frankenstein, a Van Halen guitar, and makes it over and over again. He has the same guitar like seven different times. He's very oh, much. no. Obsessive. Yeah. That's, 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 that's retarded. So <laughs> really let's is. remember. Let's, let's see if we remember who Donatar Jr. Speaking is. the arts, I just do yes. want to mention that my uh, lead guitarist from my band, Tuchus, Steve Nowicki, had a youth oh. the other night. Uh, Steve oh, yeah. Nowicki, yeah, he performed with the 90s rock band Dinosaur Jr. You remember Dinosaur Jr. Field No, you don't. Oh, my goodness. No. no. This is absolutely embarrassing. Oh, I got some more. Hang on. So this was this went down in Williamsburg. Now, if you say Williamsburg to me, I, of course, naturally know that it's Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Brooklyn Pretty much yeah. everybody I know would know that if a band is playing somewhere, it's in Williamsburg. Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Right. Yeah. And, yeah, Brooklyn. and of course, you know, Robin really has no clue. She's just absolutely clueless about this. Shockingly, Howard knew, but, and he gave her like some shit. He actually gave her shit about her know-it-all attitude. And I loved every moment of it. Here we go. Wicky. Steve, how did it all come about? How did you end up playing with Dinosaur Jr.? They played at... I don't know where were they. Where it, did you uh, guys perform? Where the uh, music music hall of Williamsburg? Williamsburg in Brooklyn? No. Yeah, yeah, out in Brooklyn. Oh, really? Oh. Why yeah. do you always say no, yeah. Robin? When I say something, I like thought it was Williamsburg, Virginia. I thought he went out of town. <laughs> <laughs> Can you even uh, Williamsburg, Virginia? Because it's known for its rock scene. <laughs> I think it's almost as pathetic. Howard barely knows it's in Brooklyn or it exists. He only yeah. knows it exists because he went to a restaurant there once. It's the only but, reason but, he knows. That was the yeah, Kimmel thing, right? The, the Kimmel, He'd right? He'd be the, right there with her thinking it's Virginia. That's he right. Be. The Kimmel restaurant. What was the name of it again? Uh, the, the, I don't oh. know. Very sushi restaurant. Very short name. Right. I don't know. Yeah, like Wolf something or another. Don't make sense. Yeah, you guys are gonna have to look it up. You're 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 on your own with this one. Williamsburg's the place in New York, if anyone's not familiar, that went from the Turnbull ACs from the Warriors to fucking Moby. So now it's the biggest hipster fest. And it's it used horrible. to be and Monique, when you were a kid, was it the worst crime rate in all of certainly Brooklyn? Not, maybe where, not where we lived because we were very mafia controlled, you know, so nobody really came into the neighborhood. We had very, very uh, but outside of Greenpoint. I'm talking about uh, not even Greenpoint. I'm talking. I'm talking Williamsburg specific because Greenpoint really is okay. another another you know town. Really, it's not really somewhere that you kind of inhabited unless you I, uh, movies or something. Actually, my gra my grandmother was born in Williamsburg. You're kidding. No, I think no, we're talking about this. She, 
Red what? Hook was very scary, best friend. Did you visit her, Dennis? Yeah, Red Hook was scary, yeah. Did you Hook visit Grandmother? And yes. Bedford Stuy was scary too. Yeah. Yes, Bedside was scary. And is if you went past Grand Street, that's where it got yeah. scary. And you never went past Grand Street. That was like a demarcation for where you went. Right. Even as a child, as a small child, you never went past like Grand Street ever. Right, Coach. Nothing beats East New York. That's the word. Yeah. You, nothing East New York. I had a boyfriend day. in East New York, and it was, uh, it was it was it was something. It's yep. a nice Oof. little sure. Italian. Yeah, Laser Wolf. Thing. Thank you, Melvin. Laser Wolf. That's it. What's, what's Laser Wolf? Oh, that's the name of the, the restaurant. restaurant. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Very shishy, stupid restaurant. So now they're trying to tell us that Dennis Jr. is all into Tukas, like all into it because. Cross um, I want somebody talking about them at this point. <laughs> weirdly, Nowicki is very into being a part of this band. Like he's really into this being his like, you know, secondary thing. And he really believes that it's going to be something. It's very scary. Here we go. <laughs> so he's doing the show in Brooklyn. <laughs> Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Yeah. So what happened? How did you hook up with Dinosaur Jr.? So Jay Maskus is a huge fan of yours. He's been listening to the show forever, and he's heard me. He's a huge fan of Tukas, too. Huge fan. So he was you. doing the show huge. in Brooklyn, and he's like, he'd love to have me come on for a couple songs. And, you know, he was asking about Tukas. He's like, are you guys going to go on tour and stuff? Do you have enough songs yep. for an album? He was, <laughs> you've got to be kidding, right? Like, you've got to be joking no. with us. This, 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 no has to be, this has to be farcical. You? How delusional are you, Steve Nowicki? Bon, you hear what he was saying about the music? We talk about this all the time. Would you agree that the world is way too many guitarists and we need to eliminate yeah, half yeah, of them? Yeah, well, yeah. The is most he not the... living evidence of that? Oh, yeah. I yep. mean, the most played musical instrument is the guitar. But how about this, John? Let's talk about you for a second. Yeah, I gotta tell you, I, I blame you. I'm more, it's almost more of a backward compliment for the gentrification of Williamsburg. You were the first. How did you find that? What is that I, from I, 2016? That's got to be from Holy shit! I that just scrambled my butt off to get that. Man, you I are a, so uh, quick I think at I that. Broke that's my crazy. Brain trying to get to that. Ooh, that's so crazy. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Best principle. Uh, when I had it, my psychiatrist, psychologist, <laughs> Doctor Khan, was on 94th Street. It was Khan, C A H N. Edward Edwin Khan. I don't think he practices anymore. And he was in between Columbus and Central Park West. And as soon as you hit something like that, 92nd, 93rd Street, you could feel a shift in tone. It got very, very eerie and felt more dangerous. That's exactly where, as you said, Monique, the demarcation point, 93rd Street. <laughs> oh, in the city? Yes. Yeah. If you oh, went yeah. past 96th Street, that would be like no man's land. Yes. Yeah. I, I had a friend really on 113th Street. It, I would never go visit. It's never. not Harlem, and it's not the Upper West Side. I don't know what they call that no man's land in between it. Yeah, what it's is, just Upper is West Side. Well, you have the Upper West Side, and then before you get to Harlem, you have like um, the low hundreds and the night high nineties, and it's like, what is yeah. that? It's no yeah. man's land. Yeah, it's no man's land, but not anymore. It's completely gentrified now. Although there's always, you know, there's a lot, a lot of low-income housing that's still around all oh. of that. Whatever. You know, still, you're still paying $4,000. Is that you? Would that be Sugar Hill? You and what's not. Wait, would that be Sugar Hill? Is that the t is that the term for it, Dennis? I think it's that's Sugar Hill. Sugar Hill gang. gang. That's where they're from? I think Sugar Hill is the name. Somebody knows. I'm sure Best Principal well, knows the term for it. I know they were from, like, by that area. So... 
you know, the real estate agents and, and New York Magazine create these terms for these areas to, to give you a... Actually, Morningside Heights is Mary Jean. We're Nebraska. Does that sound right, Monique? Heights. Yes, excellent. Thank you, Mary Jean. What is it? Yes. Morningside Heights. Yes, 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 yes. That's where like Columbia is and yes. Mount Sinai. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, brilliant. Manhattan Morningside Valley Heights. Is well. Manhattan Valley is that other curious area that straddles like Central Park West up to like maybe mm -hmm. like. 10th Avenue, Columbia, no, further. Um, and it's this little enclave that's like maybe in the 90s and 100s. Um, there's some nice apartments there too. I, I looked before I gave up my apartment and I looked a little bit further north. Um, and it's really nice there. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, all those areas, even East Harlem now is like a yeah. little bit more gentrified. What's I mean, not gentrified is my it, question. It, it's yeah. all unaffordable it's just how long before east new york is the new hip thing to go to oh god it's the only thing i can think of that's not completely that's a push yeah. socioeconomically <laughs> deprived community buzzer yes <laughs> spanish harlem's fascinating aj on the other side <laughs> on the east side spanish harlem is fascinating you yeah. know what my mother grew up grew up on like riverside drive in a hundred and 15 16 somewhere around there in this you know, it was a beautiful building, but it's like where all the Puerto Ricans moved, you know, all the Puerto Ricans yep. moved to like, there's probably like 20 buildings on the West side that they all moved to. And I think they're all still pretty much there. I mean, you know, they locked into these low rents and they're in like rent controlled buildings and nobody ever left. And that's why they still, you know, a lot of, there's a big Puerto Rican contingent on the Upper West Side and in that area. I wish you would have kept that apartment. I remember it being stunning. My grandmother had a stunning apartment, like 12 foot ceilings. It's just ridiculous. Oh. And if she paid like $300 a month, it was a lot. Oh my God. Oh. Crazy, crazy. Um, all right, let's move on. So he's going to recap all the great packages they have coming uh, soon. And again, he starts talking about some of the stuff he talked about yesterday that they still didn't get to. But let's do a recap and read off of the uh, sheets that he nice. has. All right, what do I got? By here? the way, I, he's been know, saying got, like, nice a lot. It's a very Casey thing for him to say. Yeah. He's nice all the time now, and I don't know why. Nice slashes onto a stupid word and can't stop repeating. Nice. Idiots do. Idiot. Nice. All right, what do I got here? I, you know, we got like maybe I'll bring the guys out for a bit. Let's see. Keep Let me see what it. I want. Even to that's the guys. Dreammaker, Dominatrix, dinner party, Let's clean out this. the computer. Gary's <laughs> got a bit on airline assholes. Chris is beautiful bit. <laughs> Gary's got a beautiful <laughs> bit on airline assholes. Chris has got disturbing trends in gay porn. JD's got body part broadcast bloopers. That's always fun. Oh, Wolf he's just reading the list. What is this? Yes. Yeah, that's all he's doing. That's all he's doing. Kevin, oh my God, please don't kill me. Yes, I know. I'm lazier than Monique is with the deafening on that. He's talking about the audio uh, portion of the show. Yes, about I know. Putting it on, you know, just once you do it on YouTube, you're like, I don't need to do that anymore. Juan, let me ask you a question. Because on YouTube, okay. we have this little box that says, do you want to have this as a podcast? Where does that go to? Uh, well, I think oh, it no. goes. To... You know what I'm talking about? I don't. I don't. I, I know. You're exactly talking streaming art money? We I know think we it goes a to a playlist. On no, I think it just goes to a, a playlist called podcasts. That's uh, what I think. Yeah, I don't but think I it converts it for anymore. Yeah, it, it it 
it I will have a look right now while we continue and I'll just have a little look. Let me, let me, I'm gonna um I'm gonna listen to Robin now teeing up gay porn with Chris Wilding. Oh Christ. The the tee ups are just horrible. I and this is where I wish Xavier was here because the next clip where you like quoted that it sounded like Mr. Whiskers, I almost died. Um it did. It did, and I have that it clip. Did. So let's tee up the gay porn. Here we go. There's your package. <laughs> Thank you, JD. Nice job. What do you want to hear? Airline assholes, disturbing trends in gay porn. Amaranth well, embedded. We're wow. hearing about all the crazy things that happens in heterosexual porn. What's happening in gay porn? Really? Oh my god. Oh, Could you deliver well, that more dead? That was the oh deadest delivery I've ever heard. <laughs> I oh, just sacked Lamar Jackson here. for a loss go. of seven on that alligator count. How horrible is this? Seriously. Whoa, 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 I got something. This is killing time. He's killing minutes with this. Oh, yeah. He's gonna, he, he might kill two minutes, a minute and a half with this whole he, speech. So that's, he dragged it out. That's cash. Get, that's $500 it out or something. To get past 10 o'clock. That's yeah. all this was to get past 10. He got to like 10 that needed to be said or couldn't wait until tomorrow. Nothing. Nothing. Tomorrow, I think, is the last show of the year. I'm now convinced of it because they're doing the big gay no, thing. No, no, no. I need a, I made a con no. Um, because he says and then on next week is just yeah, but that's the a countdown thing. I have a feeling that that is gonna be the Howard think- 100 a week thing. No. Does the big gay Christmas thing coming tomorrow? It seems like it's such a finale. Plus, he cleaned out the computers. That's usually him dumping his garbage before he leaves. It, it seems that way now. Dragon says she does background play on YouTube with headphones and listens at work. Background play, Kevin. No, I understand. There's certain people that, uh, like Biznick, will always tell me that he listens in in the car and he can't really do YouTube in his car, So, but he does podcasts in the car. And um, and I get it. Is and that, I is that- is it Apple Podcasts he means? Apple. I think he does iTunes. I don't know. Spotify, one of them. Well, where do you Apple. upload it for when people request it? You upload them to Apple or? I upload them on our website, actually. And then it populates to the RSS stream code. All right. okay, cool. Everybody who does podcasting. Everybody. Yes, Jeremy sounds like a substitute teacher, like Bob Olberding trying to get to the bell at three o'clock. You're absolutely right. That's exactly the feeling it gets. Okay, so let's listen to Mr. Whiskers doing gay porn. Um, this was actually a little frightening. And so just ignore the content, but enjoy the whiskers. So this is part of Chris Wilding's package about weird advertisements and weird stuff in gay porn. Very important. We hear this today. It was a very gay day, by the way. Um, but here's it it sounds like Mr. Tomorrow. So be let me know when it's heterosexual. All right, here we go. And there's kind of a power dynamic, but when the guy literally sounds like Miss Piggy, it does take you out of the moment. All right. I wish he was here today. I'm actually going to save that clip so that he can hear it tomorrow. I'm trying to get down. 
Okay, so then this was good. Um, so then guy calls in and says, Do you know if this guy is head writer now? What exactly does Fred do? And then Fred comes on to explain to us. Angry, angry Fred. Exactly, exactly what's going on. So listen to Fred. It's kind of interesting. Here we go. Hey now. Hey now. Uh hey, uh, so uh I have a couple questions, but one most importantly, if uh if Will Murray's the head writer of the show. What's Fred's official role now? Wasn't Fred the head writer? I don't know what Fred does. I don't ask him. I'm afraid to. <laughs> whatever he asked. wants to do. We never <laughs> ask Fred what he does. He, whatever he does is fine with me. That's it, Fred. You do your thing over there, pal. Mike, are you trying to create Forget trouble? Yeah. No way, Fred. I just want to know what your official fucking title is because it's hard my, to my official, You're the head writer. My, uh, my official title is I am a good citizen of the show. Provide <laughs> good quality sound effects. I provide yes. uh, voices and identities for puppets, and yes. uh, wow. occasionally I volunteer some information. Wow. Uh, occasionally I uh, put my uh, unit inside uh, Howard's bussy. <laughs> <laughs> That's really why he's here. Really? There's a resume for you. <laughs> That'll get you hired outside of the show. Isn't this bizarre, though, that this it's is crazy. You know what? The funny thing is, is that Fred's job has always been exactly that. Like what's, what's changed? Right? He was no, he was co-head writer when Jackie was there. He asked for that to be part of it. He was co-head writer. And that was Mike from Maine. So that's just not a normal buckwall call. That is Mike from Maine. And the passive aggressive. And yes, Mike White. Uh, and I pointed out the angriness in Fred unable to take a joke unable to make a funny literally just angry pure anger it's a it valid amazing. question to a, maybe this is a new fan like what do you do you know what i mean like that's not a ridiculous question to someone who may be new to the show like what is what does he do there right it's never explained you're never gonna what's no. most important what's the most important thing he does he's a buck, buck wall client he gets 10 percent of fred's salary that's what he does. quality sound effects that's and a good a good steward of the show was a good friend of the show. Whatever. That's yeah. exactly what he does. So, Remember when so, Tracy Millman said, I, "I want Fred's job. He's got it easy." You think she well, was kidding? You didn't think she, she, she was talking about? Yesterday, yesterday, I didn't know if Fred was there. Literally, I did not know if Fred this was there. Months then, you don't know he's there. This months ago. What is it? That's what he does. That's what he does. He pushes a button. If, if Fred had one eighth of Bob's talent, despair, be true to your feelings. Times will change. change. Your oppression will end. And if you're a man, be safe, be brave, be brave. and above all, no, be proud no. to be a boy lover. And I hate men. With no bias, with no bias, Bond has played more sound effects on this show than Fred has in five years. Well, five years might be a little aggressive. No, I'll go with five years. I'll go with <laughs> five years is slightly aggressive. I don't know. Dennis, Dennis, you listen in every day. There's what? weeks go by with not a single sound effect. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was literally September. September was like, is, five years. I would literally ask, like, what? Five years. No, no, yeah. but this, this September was very auspicious because fred was missing there were no sound effects they never went to him they never talked about him he was just like not there it was just not there at all there was no fred we mentioned it on the shows it was very disturbing like not a single clip but you know howard was also going through a a spate of uh 
interview, like the more interviews Howard does, the less Fred is on air because he has nothing to do. And his even puppet Dinosaur are. Rockers, which is supposed to be his milieu, he has no contribution to whatsoever. No, no, no that's Fred's passion, Dinosaur Rockers, and he doesn't have anything to do with that. So what? I mean, you know, at, at a certain point, you're like, well, there's there's no other job like this in radio. Does this, this Fred's job exist anywhere else in the history of it? Certainly not now, right? Where could you get another job like this? No, he you can't. Has, you'd never quit. Why would you quit this? I, I mean, this is the equivalent of a union no-show job. I mean, seriously. Yeah. yeah. And Robin, honestly, can't be fired. Yeah. she doesn't do the news anymore. She sits there and mm-hmm. laughs and like, you know, well, okay, Robin maybe adds some more commentary than Fred does. But Fred's, yeah. Fred she has has barely, yeah, she, she does 10% more than Fred does. Done. They all have easy jobs. The moment the show is over on a Wednesday, there is absolutely zero work being done. Oh, they yeah. Wait, wait. On their computer. So wait, he, but he even had the balls to say they have this big meeting on Thursday and that somehow he's involved in it. I find that incredibly yeah, You know what? I, I am bullshit. so sorry for this because I missed out on that clip. I didn't hear it. I didn't know where yeah. it was. When I, I tagged know. it, that's when it was. I mean, he... he, he I, I did. But no, the thing is, though, like he's talking like he's leading this meeting on Thursday where they come up with all the ideas. I have a feeling in the boardroom, which isn't the boardroom, it's just right. a, a meeting room they have upstairs. Uh, and and um, the other one, the other Jadrul who works with him, that they, you know, they, Greenstein, they pass you by. Know, yeah, yeah. All his guys are doing in the big board. Mo- and it's like, do you really think that the glass enclosed cage on the second would be a boardroom would be where, where they're going to have like, you know, really important meetings where they don't want people to see who they're having meetings with. That's the only no. reason, you know, the only reason you're allowed in there is because it's probably like the biggest space for your miscreants it's to get probably a, it's probably space. a meeting room for staff. And that's what it is. And, and and once again, the self self importance that Howard Wait, we're, has. We're not going to let that go. What Monique, the word just Monique just used. We're not going to make call make her qualify this word. Jidrul. Jidrul. Yeah. Jidrul. What is that? This Italian slang for Jew? No, it's for like a like a, a a slob. You know, like a like a slob. A so who's the slob? Who is the slob? Who's who, who's the, who? Are we talking about? Disgusting writers and people that he has on his yeah. show going into the glass. Jidrul. Oh, uh, okay, okay. I thought J-J-Droll. you were the executive. Jidrul is right. J-A-D-R-O-O-L. I have absolutely no idea how to spell it. No idea how to spell it. That's a word that I haven't used in years. You know, it's so fit. It's so perfect. It's so perfect for that staff. Jidrul, let me ask you a question. There's there's stew-nods, too, Monique. Oh, absolutely. Jidrols and stew-nods. I've got some information. So the what we're talking about before... The podcast's function in YouTube is just a playlist. But, Monique, I just looked and I've enabled uh, these episodes can be sent to an RSS feed automatically when they end. So everyone who's listening who wants... It's like a download. What Monique does manually, it can just... uh, Yeah, we can add it. It, I just enabled it, but you'll add all that info after this so when the episode <laughs> ends it'll shuttle it off to that so for people wanting to, to listen to it on other device things 
other than YouTube or Twitch, it, it will be uploaded to that from now on. So you're not even going to have to. Uh, well, you might want to qualify that a little bit because I'm not really necessarily sure that it, I, I only know how to do it the way I've always done it. Here, I'm going to send you the RSS feed right now. <laughs> what Smithers wrote. Beautiful. Gavon, oh, yeah. Robbers, yeah. <laughs> What's that last one? Gagzooties? What is that? I don't know. What I don't know what a gagzooty oh, is. Let's go through them. Gavon, 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 what does Ditsun no, mean, Dennis? Ditsun. No. Well, no, we. I will, I will not explain how do you say that, that one on the air. Ditsun. Yeah, yeah. Ditsun. Is, is it with a tootsie D or roll. A? Okay. No, tootsie roll. Tootsie roll. Tootsie roll. Is, is actually not a good word. Moulinon. I know tootsie roll. It's okay. We'll leave it at that. John, John, these are not good words. I said this. Yeah, these are not good words. Eggplant. Why are you bringing those up? <laughs> Pat Cooper brought it up on his album title. That's what I'm quoting. Oh, blame Pat Cooper. Yes, 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 yes. Of course, of course, of course. All right, we're gonna go to our final clip. It has nothing to do with anything. It's the end of the show, but I I have no reason to believe that he's not there on Monday based on what he says in this. So let's play. Uh, you know, too many to mention right now. Carol of the Balls tomorrow, and Monday the Howard One Hundred. <laughs> What about you? What about you? Are you someone who is interested in learning a new language? Maybe that's it. That's all you get. That's how it ended. <laughs> the most insane ending ever. Forty-five years in broadcasting, and yeah, and you know what though? The way he is, I just this sounds like something that would be a thing that would run all week. Just to kill time, the Howard 100. You know what I mean? Because you're not going to get too many. I think there's too many um, promotional things to it. I think that he's going to want to talk to people about it. I think that's going to be a whole day's worth of tape. It's going to be horrible. Sunflower Dragon sounds like even if Sirius pulls the episode, it may have already been sent to the RSS feed. Either way, if if um, if they pull an episode, we have it on on uh, Streamyard. So everything's already recorded here. So it goes into a StreamYard cloud where we can pull it down from the cloud, the StreamYard cloud, and convert it to just an audio as opposed to audio and visual, and then add it to the RSS feed. So Is yes, that true, Jeremy you works for the Braves. Who did? Daniel Mendelssohn, the opera guy, is doing clips of the show. He also works for the Atlanta Braves starting last year. He sings the national anthem often for them. I didn't know that. Is guy still doing clues in the show? Yeah, you know, they probably pull him in every time they need some like stupid singing clip. You know, the way they are. Oh, come on. I'm sure he's very well compensated on this show, wasting his talents with this piece of shit. He couldn't get any big, a bigger waste. No. We're not laughing. We're not impressed. We're not laughing. He's just saying he ruins it all. Cleaning out the computer. Okay. Okay. Yes, I see. September 26th is the last podcast available. Oh, my God. And it's December 5th? Yeah. Oops. Oopsie. 
Oops, a daisy. Well, to be fair, to be fair, I was away for two and a half weeks. So I did lose, I I had updated everything up until the point I went away. And then I just kind of lost it after that. So I'll sign. Here's a BFE. What do you want? So here's what I got. I got the Smigelish Triumph stuff. And then from yesterday, which we did not play, which I, I love the whole saga of this, which was Jason Kaplan versus John Hine with Fast yeah. Food Nation. And right. I think these are like a really good fight. So I do have all five Definitely. of the six of those because I thought that was like a really interesting thing that we never got to yesterday, unfortunately. But here we are today. Um, yes, Kevin. Okay. Jeez, Louise. Okay, 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 okay. Um, so let's see what we got here. So, uh, Jason, so give us the setup for this, Johnny, please. Okay, there was a lot of chat yesterday and the mockery thread about John Hine, and he's such a, a huckster and a con man, and he gets these deals he doesn't deserve. And so this is, and the whole thing with McDonald's and the plain hamburgers, this is him stealing the idea for Fast Food Nation from his serious show and then selling it to some fucking, I think it was, God, what was it? Uh, Jesus, I forget. He, they talk about the network in it. And he cuts Jason out. And this is what he does, in, akin to the jump the shark thing when he did, you know, mm-hmm. his roommate. Yeah. And so Jason gets pissed dog. and does this. For he, the first thing he does is a story with Shuli on Howard 100 News. And this, these are Jason's real thoughts. But when he's in front of Hine, he kind of walks it back a little bit. But he's, but this is Jason in full, you know, full blown um, back office radio Lexapro Jason. This is the height of. You know, Jason thinking that the Stern show had become so neutered with AGT talk, and he's trying to bring some kind of controversy on his own. Okay. Here, Jason talking in news report about John Hine. John is the shark and jump the shark. I mean, See? he is. He seems, you know, listen, he's got that goofy haircut and he wears those dumb sweatshirts, but uh, and those mom jeans. But he's 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 a shark, and uh, you know, listen, I I don't blame him for for anything. By the way, we did this fast food show together for our shared love of fast food. He got an opportunity and he took it, and I probably would have done the same. Um, but yeah, no, there is no, uh, you know, like sharks have to always keep moving. John's always got to be moving forward. <laughs> you know, just don't get in his way. John's gone very far in life, and uh, you need to have a certain sense of ruthlessness and um, um, not caring, you know, whatever you call it, cool, cold, cold. Discovery Channel has got a great host in John. Um, the man, I mean, let's forget, let's put aside the fact that he's a type 2 diabetic. Uh, the man knows his fast food. <laughs> and, so, mm. You know, he doesn't actually eat toppings on his fast food, that no matter where he goes, whether it's a fast food or a <laughs> It's in some place in Switzerland. It's going to be a plain patty on a plain bun. And uh, that should be really useful information for um, anybody watching his show. So listen, he's up there with Paula Dean, as far as I'm concerned. Two two diabetics peddling horrible food for you. I I, I got no complaints. Oh, wow. Type one or type two? Type one. That's what I'm Super passive aggressive. Right. And ball busting. And Oh wow! Apparently you that was edited right. down too. Apparently there's more to it than that. The the news. You know what I loved about that clip? I was seeing those double D's because Alicia G was there, and she oh, she was yeah. he was blocked by the double D's on on John Hines. Yeah, of course, um, I love that Jason when he fires up like that. It it is a perfect dissertation. He do it to he'll do it to Zoss Rapin. Uh, just. Yeah, all that stuff just... on is right in this time period. This is when Artie's gone. The show got really shitty. All Howard's doing is shilling for AGT. And Jason is the only one bringing the controversy. Andrew Jenkins says Jason is almost the most like Howard amongst his employees because he has that negative energy that is yeah. boundless. Yeah, yeah, so true. 
So, but he gives it to John. John. I'm all here for it because I, I love I love John Hine feeling like shit about something. Here we go. John yes. Hine will be making the transition from TV X. What happened? Oof. No, no, no. Her Lisa, voice made everything a, stop. Annoying oh. Lisa. Ugh. Stop the world. Okay, now it's going to come up loud and you know it's going to be. John Hine will soon be making the transition from TV expert to TV host. Yeah, now, now I heard on Howard 100 News that John Hine got a job. He has a TV show talking about fast food. Right, it's called Fast Food Mania right, on Discovery Network. Okay. Okay. And Jason's upset because he does the fast food show with John. And John's not taking so him? Well, apparently, profession. word is that John was very good at letting Jason know everything after the fact. This right. is a quote from Jason. <laughs> let me know after the fact there were open auditions. He let me know after the fact he signed a deal. John wow. is the shark in Jump the Ooh. Shark. Oh. Wow. So, wait, was this a show that John created? No, no, he auditioned for yeah. it. It was a show that was Discovery created. Right. It, was, it was a show that was out there, and they did an open casting call. John didn't pitch it to them. They were doing the show, and John auditioned to be the host. So John went out wow. for even though Jason and he <clears throat> were originally, I think, going to go for it, right? Like they it's both Jason's idea. Yeah. All of it is Jason's. It's almost like geek time. You guys remember when they did Geek Time and John Hine couldn't handle that he wasn't the, so he'd spun it off into something called John Hines TV show, even though they were already doing Geek Time was the same show. They were talking about TV. There was nothing different about it. Yeah, he couldn't Ralph, handle that he couldn't get more. Yeah, yeah it was Ralph. Ralph did Geek, Ralph did he geek was a co host, but Hine was also yeah. a co host. He couldn't handle but it. Yeah, but Ralph was really the one that was kind of directing yeah. that show. Yeah, I mean, Hine was just there, but Ralph, because that's all Ralph's, all those was Ralph's interest like the comic books and all the comic shows and stuff like that it was really but they fused in just regular tv too dennis it yeah. wasn't just comic stuff it was yeah. anything you like on tv it was so hein couldn't handle it and he did his own thing and then kind of bit off that right when what are you thinking why is he a shark and jump the shark no i i i uh there were... oh what's going on with your clips today these are the same ones I was having trouble with yesterday, just so you know. I just, and I don't know why. I don't know why. What are you thinking? Why is he a shark and jumped a shark? No, I, 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 uh, there. <laughs> he's, uh, you know. Come clean. Let me hear what you got on your mind. I'd like to think that if I got the call to an open casting call. Go ahead. For the fast food show. Well, why would he want to compete with you? Oh, okay. Well, there you go. No, I mean, that's, that's, that's all. You mean you, you, you should have been down there because he was going to a casting call? No, uh, but that's like Robin saying to me, well, gee, well, gee, when you get the call for America's Got Talent, you should have called me or something like that. Something yeah, crazy I'm not, like that. I'm not mad yeah, at John. You can't do, John should be sharing that with you. John doesn't have to do anything he doesn't want to do. You're saying you would have told John if you had a line on an open casting for a fast food show in particular. I think John would have been my first call, but, but the man, I, I, I can't. They were only looking for one host. Why? Listen, I don't think John did want me to get the job and not right. him. I think John wanted to go audition by himself, and that's what he did. So you're feeling jealous. So you're feeling jealous. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Justifiably so. Yes. I don't, Great I don't, stuff. I'm gonna re I'm gonna refresh this before. Okay. The thing is, though, could Case and Japlin really translate to TV? Could Hine? And John Hine? Uh, Who's tuning well, they, in to watch him? Does he? No, no one is. He's you're got right. A great agent. John Hine is a great agent. And it's out of the whole organization that gets but him shit. They don't. I mean, other than the 
subject matter, which is the same. They right. really don't. And, you know, I, this was a cold audition. I beat out a lot of other people for it. I'm really proud of it. And I'm looking forward to yeah, doing just the show. Even but the I don't eat as cheese. much as Jason does. Yeah. And I don't put a lot of stuff on it like Jason does. I fully admit that. But you eat fast food. I eat it all the time. And yeah, John has diabetes. So <laughs> therefore... You you have a problem with that too? No, I never said I. Heard I heard you, say, quote. you said he's hiding like 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 that. I, never said, I, I never said diabetes. I never said that. I never. I heard John Howard went under news. Play, I heard it. Place disgusting that he has diabetes. I think he's hosting a fast food show. I think I said I was proud of the Discovery Channel for hiring somebody with diabetes to host oh, a fast food show. Oh, that's what you said. No, you didn't sound that. You didn't sound that proud. <laughs> Honestly, you know it's it's good of John. My detectives all you know. You want to be on the, the fast food television show? It's. It, to me, it kind of just takes away from the fun of doing the radio show. You know, right. it's like I feel now that it's the second hand, you know, the, we're, we're, you know. And you know, what's always interesting about this whole thing, too, is that yes. the fact that John Hine is allowed to go out and do other things. John is allowed to host TV shows. He's allowed to yeah. write. Nobody else gets this opportunity. Oh, and these guys are, these guys can't even guess on podcasts, Monique. And how would they we even... become a new asshole if they do yeah. anything that remotely resembles what they do? on the show so why is it john hine a buckwell client gets a pass does gary because get that because of that i don't think so does gary, no, gary get doesn't even get that no it's oh, buckwell that's a, client that's with a true. good contract when they when he signed on because remember he was already semi-famous when he came to the show and obviously semi. you're going semi way but still he had some fame from jump the shark because remember he was the jump the shark guy so obviously they wrote in there that he but can do side projects. What the hell does he know about fast food? What? Uh, yeah, how to all this nothing. He just fast. wants to be on. He just wants to be on. He just wants attention. Yeah, he just want to be on TV. Broadcast. Jason, what whatever it is, I'll do it. New I'll, York I want baseball that allowed him to be right on um, MLB station. What? What? What does he know? Who the fuck is John Hine to know you anything? Know, about anything. He's the worst. He's, he's the worst. No, when I looked he's at non-threatening, he can speak so clearly, and he's he and has so the he... personality of string. Oh yeah, they don't. That's what goes on the Major League Baseball Network. No. Monotone voice, yep. absolutely no inflection whatsoever. Rarely smiles. You know, as but, uh, serious did, as cancer. No, I mean, it's horrible. You're talking. You're talking about now, though. But back then, in this, this, oh, this that's why. He, that's why John just was bad. great. Because so, Jason, Jason would come in and shit on him. That's why John was. was funny. He was elevated on the show. Let's not lose sight of the fact that he oh. was elevated on the show because he doesn't have a personality because he's so banal and insipid. He yeah. has no threat to Howard. Howard doesn't feel any threat because he has no personality. That's what you do. Well, you, what does that you, you for everybody no, else on the show, though? They all so have no personality. He because that's why he killed back office radio because they did have a personality. It was better than his J show. Jason actually does have a personality, and between the two, if you had two people there presenting fast food, where to go eat? I, I see Jason you. telling me, and I see Jan Hine telling me. I would listen to Jason because right, yeah, he actually he right. actually like eats. Looks like he really eats food, and he kind of understands putting stuff on things. How he doesn't dare, eat plain hamburgers. How dare fucking John Hine write a book about fast food when he yeah. literally eats a patty? On a on a on a bun. How dare you? With onions, he does put onions on it. Does put onions. That's care. what a charlatan does. They have no shame, and they just he how just dare to... you? Case and Chaplin should have wrote that book. I mean, if anybody in the show would have wrote a book about food, it'd been him. It's I mean, a sense of entitlement it, that you can't yep. quantify that Hein has. I don't know if you could, you know. 
No, that you is can't. the very personification of entitlement. Oh, this Jason presents as human. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. But yes, the toppings and the sauces are what makes fast food fast food. Yes. So how do you have a right to talk? I God, I hope that book. And initially, when he got hired, Monique, he presented himself as, "Well, I'm so I don't really need the show. I have this jump the shark money." So he goes in there saying like he doesn't need the show, and I'm sure he set up some deal where he got the host stuff, you know, where they couldn't he couldn't push him around like the other people. Because John is one of the few people that hasn't been there since he's 17 years old, and is able to come in like an Artie or anybody else who's like kind of new to the show. And be able to negotiate a contract. That's exactly correct. Right. Correct. Jason, who's been there since you know, he, since was, a, he was an intern. They were all. They yeah. you, know you know how a stand-up comedian Monique hires someone who is much less funnier than them, and like, well, that's what he, that's what mm-hmm. Howard does with time. He has yes. no threat to him at all, and that's why. Oh no, you're right. You're right. Yeah. I'll be right, getting paid almost time. nothing for it. This is me being very bitter and jealous. But all last week. I'm getting texts mm-hmm. from I'm at the Taco Bell facility. I'm at the Burger King facility. Oh, you're taping. Uh, right, why taping? Uh, While man. other people, because the story just broke that John's getting the show, or all day it's like someone died. Hey, I'm sorry you're not part of that show. What happened? Uh, you know, what, what happened? Did John screw you? Did you screw John? You right. Know? And I'm, I'm dealing with a whole bunch of crap I didn't. Or it's Oh, how many fast food shows were there before John and I started doing a fast food show? That's true. Do you think they they were inspired by you guys? I've never heard of a fast food show focused sure, on fast food Do you think before. they got the our radio network? I think that that fast food show led to us uh, doing a feature on America Online that, 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 hey, these guys are talking about fast food. And then at least, I, who else was doing it before John, us? John, what do you think? Of- I think there's some truth to that. They told me that they had this show in development for a couple of years. Uh, right. uh, they were definitely aware of wire. They heard us on it. Right. But I found that out way down the road in the audience. Sure you did. Sure Wow. Wow. What a liar. (laughs) Yeah, he did. I think it was Linda Aries in the uh, chat before. He did the same thing to Ralph from Geek Time. He was starting to steal guests from Ralph off Geek Time. And they had a huge – someday we'll go down and and revisit that. And they had a huge blowout. Ralph went crazy on him. Hold on. I'm going to play this clip. Give me a second. Just give me one. It can't be true. There is no planet blah. Blah, blah, blah. I'm John Hine. And I'm Jason Kaplan. And you've got the greatest fast food ever. We've been eating fast food for a very long time. Oh, and there, when something comes along and literally oh. the game. The one game changer that stands out to me was the chicken McNugget. The McNugget, when it came along, was a tremendous hit and really boosted the sales for the restaurant and made that type of chicken acceptable in the in burger places. Some other game changers out there, though. I'm a big White Castle fan. And they invented the slider, basically, which is the tiny burgers. But these geniuses decided to put it in a suitcase and call it a crave case. And you could walk out of it like a businessman, like you're going to a meeting with your little suitcase full of hamburgers and then go meet your friends or, like me, sit by yourself and just start popping those things like uh, popcorn. And then also, of course, uh, the innovation I know both of us love is the drive-thru. Yeah, the drive-thru started out in California. Actually, there's a fight over it. Jackbox claims that they were the first ones because they had that you order. But out with it first, you'd have to drive up to the window and get your order. So that's the debate. What is a true drive-thru window? I don't care. I'm just glad that they have I've heard people reading off murder reports with more emotion. Get out of your car. Don't turn off your car. Just drive Mm. by the window. We'll hand you your food. If they showed up at my house and hand-fed me, that's the only way they can make it easier. Which, by the way, uh, you know, look into that. 
when you compare the two of them, you see Jason's the guy who's got the passion, and you can see yeah, him losing out of him. And Hines, he does it way better. It's not even close. That's the guy who you believe is doing all that, who loves the fast food. With Hine, you get nothing of the sort. You just so get a guy who's trying to that a John who needs Hine attention out for an addition for something that they have done together, takes it for himself, and makes it about him. That's yeah. what happened. And Jason has every right to be upset about that. Every right. <laughs> Okay, I need to broadcast. I need to be on TV. I need to be on radio. I don't care. If I, I need to be on TV. I, yes, I need yes, to broadcast. Yes. I need. I need to tell it my story. If I have a passion for this, or I, I'm qualified. I, I, Great I, work there, Johnny. Yeah. And you know what you deserve for that, John? <laughs> it's an arm. 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 <laughs> what is going on? What is going on? All right, that's crazy, a custom-made drop I made for John. Yeah, I love it. All right, I deserve Robert Smigel as Triumph the Insult Dog for tomorrow. Okay, well, can you play so the two wrap-up show clips of of the guy calling Hine out for Jump the Shark? Where's that? They're audio, and I sent them yesterday. They're not MP4s; they're MP3s. It's you you know what's so show. funny about the Smigel thing, though, because he meant, and I know why he pulled it because he mentioned him this morning. That <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask you about that, Dennis. They're going to do all, like Smigel. Asked the show, they're going to do a thing for autism. They're raising money for autism. And he, turned him and down. he wanted to come on the show, and Howard turned them down because yes. they just didn't have room for him. They had nothing, nothing, nothing. Kidding. means no room for Robert Smigel, who's an absolute comedy genius in a commercial way. Saturday Night Live would be watchable if he were Lauren Michaels. If I were running NBC, I would have fired Lauren Michaels in the ninth. This was for this was for a human charity, a human charity. And you know how it works, on. Dennis. His whole life revolves around: is this person beneath me? Right? I know, you I know. Wake I know. up every day and go: does this guy deserve? Now, not Robert Smigel has been marginalized from the show. He's not famous enough to talk to Howard. Well, Frankie, this is where Frank. Frank loves it. Frank thinks that you and I are in a relationship. <laughs> yes. well, I know, like, he you was know, on the deppening the other day. He was saying this. Um, I, I love it. Welcome. To fair, to be fair, Bon, you have an inordinate obsession with the the deppening as a general rule. And I, I heard a lot of comments other than the ones that I feel might have been instigated by Bon about how the show is so much better with just Bon and John. <laughs> um, but also on top of that was fake, the fake, whole, fake, fake. was the whole um, what is going on with Bon's obsession with John's deafening show. Like apparently I've always been obsessed with it. Well, he's been on it a lot. He's been on it a number of times. Yeah, we, go, we, we need like musical commentary and stuff. He knows movies very well. He's very qualified to be on it. Indeed, uh, indeed. I just, love having I him just, on. I love the show. I thought it was. It's just. It's just fun. It, pairing Sarah and John, the two personalities. It's just fascinating to me <laughs> because she's so Liz different to, to John. It, it, very it's so pant. interesting. Yeah, she's, she's very Liz she's, Cheney. If you watch Liz Cheney on this tour, she's on promoting her book. Sarah's personality is very similar to hers. Indeed. How is Sarah doing, by the way? Uh, pretty good. She got a she got dealt, you know, five bad hands in a row, and now she's on the upswing. She finally came back and did a full deafening last week, and we did a oh. twenty-one jump. We did a twenty-one jump street. Okay. I'm gonna burn you. <laughs> 
All right, last two last two clips of the night. Uh, caller accuses Hein of stealing the shark at the buzzer, and then Julie asks Hein about pretending to like condiments. All right, let's play that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here we go. Real quick, and Jason brought this up in the interview. Now I know your style of eating burgers. You are just burger and bun, right. no condiments. Correct. What if <laughs> your new show they want they want to show you eating with ketchup it's on it? Our, it's already happened, and I've already done it. You bit, the, you bit the burger. What wow. I explain is, and what I explain is, <laughs> I usually don't eat stuff this way, but in the spirit of, I'll give it a shot. And that's, oh, that's well, like, how big of you, honey? Honey, come here. That's all. Timmy's eating a burger with lettuce and tomato. <laughs> when I was going over that that press photo, like it's a Bruder film, I uh, I Did you know what kind of burger it was? A bacon burger. I pointed out that I'm like, hey, it's bacon on this burger. Uh, <laughs> Mike and Tennessee. Wow. Wouldn't you rather he oh, not? Wouldn't you rather he just be himself and not? I don't want you pretending In to like him. Spirit of the show. It's like, dude, you are hired to be on a right. food show. You're saying you don't deserve to host it. That's like an admission you don't deserve to host it. You entitled prick. What are we going to do? Say no, I don't on ketchup on my burger? Like, what are you supposed to do in that situation? I'm, I mean, honestly, John Hine, John Hine doing fast food is like me doing Indian food. I mean, how many times can I eat chicken tandoori? I mean, literally, it would just be the one meal I'd eat. I don't yes. eat anything else Indian. Yes. I don't eat curries. I mean, this is ridiculous. It's utterly ridiculous. I don't know where Xavier is. He just told me he couldn't make it, and that's all I know. So I have no further details. I don't know if a new In-N-Out opened in San Diego. but uh, <laughs> I don't I, have I don't one. Think. All right, so last clip. Caller accuses Hine of stealing the shark at the It's bar. very quick. He gets it in at the buzzer at the end. You can hear the music playing, and the guy goes over. But you got to really tune in. The guy does the jump to shark thing to him, which it's great. All right, and I will 1,000% come to the best principal uh, comment there in a moment. All right, here we go. We pull a Mike Wallace on you first. Isn't it true that you stepped over your buddies in college when you coined the term or you didn't coin the term jump the shark? Ouch. Absolutely untrue. I've told that story many times. Just one friend. No. I love it. I love it. Asshole. So everybody knows the story. John Hines' roommate is the actual guy who created Jump the Shark, and Hines took it and ran with it and cut it. nomenclature out. Jump the Shark, right? Say again. Like, the nomenclature Jump the Shark. Yes. Yeah, it's from Happy Days. As yeah. a right, right. I know, I know, I know. But um, and then John took that wording and created something around it, or had his friend already created the the entity that became Jump the Shark. No, his friend who said Fonzie jumping the, you know, the ramp is the jump the shark moment when every show goes down. And he just took it and ran and cut his friend out. Like they just went their separate ways after Michigan, which Hines seemed to have go to for 15 years and um, mm -hmm. cut him out. Same thing. It's the same thing he did to Jason. All right. I'm going to let John sing a song if he wants to at the end of the show. Whoa, 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 whoa. And Are you going to answer this question? Now, next time, Monique, on the screen here. Classic Garage is what I was about to say, but I will answer the question. Won't be back for a while, but Monique, for old time's sake, a question. Your husband gives you a free pass to make love to a rock star, living or dead. What rock star would be your ideal choice? I couldn't even, I couldn't even tell you one. Honestly, I don't, uh, I don't. Wow. Find most rock stars to be particularly attractive. I would say, would I bang Dave Gahan from Depeche Mode back in like 1995? Absolutely. Um, but yeah, just as a general rule, I don't, I don't really find them particularly um, attractive or 
What do I hear in the background? It's like the, they, the, they want you to give. They want an answer on anything. Make something ah, up. Throw some people at me. I don't know. Um. Uh, oh, uh, guy from the lead singer Morrison? from NXS. Lead singer from NXS. Maybe from the Doors. Morrison. Oh, I think they want people alive. I think is no. that right, chat? Live or dead? Look dead. What about Cobain? Yeah. As a woman, did was Cobain attractive to you, Monique? No, not at all. What about Jeff Buckley then? I mean, I think every woman I've ever met never had a problem with Jeff Buckley. Apparently, he was gorgeous. That's what they. How about that lead singer of Soundgarden? Oh, okay, 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 okay. Thank you so much, Cornell. Cornell for the win. Absolutely. I knew. All right. Okay, I see Jeff Buckley. I see. I see. I see you. Um, I don't think I would have. Normally, pick. I'd say Jeff stuff. Buckley was better looking than Chris Cornell. I'd say oh, Jeff Buckley was apparently. This is uh, he was no godlike, an well, incredible so musician. Oh my god! Uh, so sad that he died. Uh, okay, Jeff Buckley, gun to head, Chris Cornell. Hold on. Chris Cornell was more dirty. The dirty hair. He always had the. Okay, so with the full beard and hair, not so much, but yeah, this guy, absolutely, any day. Any day, any given Sunday, absolutely. But you're thinking about Chris's music. <laughs> isn't that right? Uh, well, absolutely. Yes, please. Absolutely. Absolutely. Fair absolutely. enough. We have, a, we have a winner. Ta-da. It's Cornell. There we go. All right. Um, what Jeff Healy and I have the same contact lens prescription, Monique. <laughs> <laughs> it is Terry. If you take me without lenses or glasses on, I wouldn't be able to drive down the block 10 feet. John, you, know what's super cute? you know what's super cute? I literally cannot remember what you look like anymore. Like I've um, met you once and I have no idea. I was going to ask you that, Monique, because, John, in 2015, you and Grace were begging to meet John to meet you and you never did, John. Why is that? The worst. They wanted to have dinner with you. They wanted to go to a ball game with you, John. They asked you if you'd go Bruce to the baseball. The worst part was I, uh, I was supposed to go to Jokeland and there was a huge hurricane. Yes. Um, you guys got there. I couldn't get there. Gonna make I it. Go to that. Yeah, yep. that you yeah, that would have that's that must have been really I was, annoying. I was traumatized by that for months. I was really mad. It was horrible. It was horrible. I'd been to Bayville. I'd been there. I'd just been there like a week before doing basketball games. We waited. We called you a thousand times. I remember he had oh. really bad phone service there. Yeah. And so we kept trying to call you. We were thinking maybe you could just be a call in portion of the show or something like that. And it was, and you know, we had to show must go on because we were never going to be able to get our asses out of joke land again. So it had to happen. It just had to happen. But Johnny came to my house and it came to my apartment and we did a show together. And, and then we saw we Carson at the diner, which had the best right. hamburger and we had. Yeah. And he went to uh, the, uh, the bar. I remember John I was, was uh, John is a sweater. This is what I remember about John. John oh, hates heat. He hates heat more than anything in the world. And I remember when he came up to my apartment, I pumped the AC or lowered it down to like 65 so that he would be comfortable. Oh, I love <laughs> that. Hey, I missed you, John. <laughs> uh, uh, don't make my sphincter talk. That was talk Nicole Wallace. 
Oh, Jesus Christ. All right. So what's going on tomorrow? What's what's the plan for tomorrow? So we got balls on ice, right? We got yeah, that's it. It's uh, uh, you know, balls to the chin. You know, that's that's literally what we have. What's that's the, the deal with coming show. into the city? Here's my if he does a show next week and he's going to go out on whatever star. Here's my guesses. Ready? Eddie Murphy, Robert nope. De Niro, Cher, Jason Momoa. Those are my four guesses. Nah. These are all people think... with that he hasn't had on that he'd make a really big oh, deal that he would pre-record. Those are my yeah. four guesses. De Niro, well, I'll guess I if, think, you, if yeah. I don't think Momoa is going to be doing any press for this horrible movie. I, I I think he's trying to run away from it and start his career over again. I just saw my first ad for it. As a matter of fact, when I was upstairs, it's bad. It must be yeah. that though, because the others don't have movies coming out, do they? That's the only no, reason anyone's going to go in. Does anybody have a book? Does anybody have a movie? Does anybody have something else that's coming down the pike? He's been talking a lot about Denzel. He's been talking a lot that's about That's a good one, too. Yep. Um, sure. um, I think he would love a De Niro Pacino one-two punch. He would love that, but he would want to do them individually. Um, I like the share thing. I really still like that. I know was, he, uh, Eddie Murphy was on Kimmel the other night. Uh, yeah, but Eddie Murphy ah, has a personality. Yeah. Eddie is a horrible interview. He honestly is. Oh, I know. I well, know. he'd fit right in then. He'd fit right in on this horrible show. Yeah, we'd be like pulling teeth. I, I can't even imagine that would happen. Um, I'm sure he would love to get somebody like, um, what's his name? What's his name who just came back from like uh, being comatose and could hardly work? Jamie Foxx. He would love a Jamie Foxx. I, I love that for him. I told you, I think he's going to have like jelly roll in soon. Um, he did mention he was going to have train or something ridiculous or maroon five in soon yeah. or something like Jesus this. Um, he might, he might end off the year with a musical clip, but I or he might just end off the year just by having a pre-recorded 100 countdown. I think next week is probably going to be the last week. I, I, you, I, I Oh, absolutely. Either way, we're not yeah. going any further. Than next Wednesday. Sure. Yeah. All right. So we're going to leave you now. And thank you, Bond, so much for sitting in with us tonight. We appreciate you and love that you uh, drop clips. Um, so what's going on with DJ's Classic Garage? What's happening there? Uh, I just uh, dropped the other day a video on my actual uh, first car. Actually, it's the only Mopar I've ever owned. I still mm -hmm. own it. Uh, my 72 Charger SE with a uh, power sunroof. So that's what I, I – yeah, I did a whole walk around on that car. Um, I'm I'm actually working on a uh, a DIY for doing rear brakes on a truck, uh, some other little maintenance stuff, and I'm probably soon will have a thing on the history of power sunroofs in American cars. It's actually oh, quite fascinating. Janice, take off your pistols and get in bed. <laughs> the history the history of sunroofs in cars actually it was only started in the mid 60s and so they really well, weren't a thing before that let them come to the channel and see it so DJ exactly so that's just, that's a tickle you tickle your ass with a feather tickle tickle everyone's tits um all right so thank you again thank you bon thank you johnny thank you everybody for being here with us and um we will see you anon Hey guys, thanks for hanging with us tonight. Please join us for any further discussion at RadioGunk.com in the forum section. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at RadioGunk. And don't forget to like this and subscribe to us and hit that little bell so you know when we're doing a new show. Thanks. 